on the trap killer. Keep you locked in, locked in. What? What do we even do here? What's going on? What's going on? It's been like, we took a brief hiatus. <laughs> what even is this? Just a coffee break? <laughs> yeah, it's been like, only been like, uh, you know, a year and a half, I think. Something like that. We've matured. Wiser. Went through some life lessons. Trying times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Didn't learn much. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I think I learned some stuff. I think I forgot some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I forgot some stuff too. Forgot <laughs> forgot the the bad stuff and learn the <laughs> learn the good stuff, you know. Nobody's looking fatter yet. That's a good oh, sign. I, I, I've definitely well, chunked on a yeah. couple pounds. Yeah. I've been off work, so I think that's part of my. Uh, I'm I'm down five pounds. Oh, look at this guy! Yeah. He's ready. He's ready to go back racing. Yeah, one eighty five. Oh damn! Yeah. This guy this guy swung by the track and said he's got the itch. God, I I hopped on a super mini and. That's it. I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess we should maybe start off by saying our um, condolences to uh, Cody Lita and um, what was the other kid's name? And you remember that kid's name? Slingerland. Sl- yeah. Jason Slingerland. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. I mean, that's a rough week for the moto community. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you guys go to the service? I uh, went to the, just the track, uh, like the I guess the celebration parade lap for mm-hmm. Cody. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, it was nice. It's actually it was really nice to see, you know, like I think uh, despite who you are at the track, yeah, yeah, regardless of who you are, you you had an impact on somebody, and and uh, yeah, it was just really cool to see how many people that yeah that Cody touched and and. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. It's kind of emotional yeah. at the time, but mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and but it was really cool to just see uh, a lot of people gather around and yeah, and and cool that the track allowed that. I think it, that was important, especially since Cody was a longtime member and since the mini motor days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and his uh, him and his dad have been going there, and that was always their thing. And um, it was actually really cool to see Rod, like Cody's dad. Uh, waving the finish line flag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like everybody did a lap and then Rod was in the Flaggers Tower. His name's not Rod, is it? Yeah, yeah. Rod Latou. Oh, Rod really? I thought it was something else. Oh, no, Rod. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's too bad. But um, yeah, it's great they did that. But uh, yeah, I'm bummed I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Chris, yeah. did you go? I didn't make it out, no. No, yeah, we were in, yeah. we were out in Whistler that week and yeah, I was kind of bummed we couldn't go. But did uh, I heard uh, his kid like led the lap? Is that. On his PW, is that what happened? Uh, I think he wrote on the seat with um, Brett Morley. Um, oh, Brett! Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they rode uh, Cody's bike around, led the lap. Uh, Tate was on on the bike with him, and then they let him ride down the finish line on his little. I think he was on an e-bike. Oh, yeah. like a Strider or something. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, it was like a maybe a KTM e-bike. I thought, but mm-hmm. yeah, I can't really remember. Yeah. But how old, his kids what four five? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't even think he's that Maybe old. Not even he's that pretty old. small. Yeah, no, uh, he's got to be close to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's got to be close. Like maybe even six. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like Callum, like Chris's kids already two almost. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking he must be like four. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's cool that uh, his like employer, they were that involved and brought the cement truck out. Oh, they did. I didn't know. Yeah, that. they cool. brought the boom truck out and uh, they tied his jersey to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Keelan was saying you could like felt like you were gonna ride into it. Yeah. Yeah. The first first lap of the race came over the finish line and it felt like it was right there. <laughs> and then they they raised it up. So, but uh, yeah. No, it was cool. And even, like, you could tell that his employer was pretty invested in them, him, too, and pretty close and connected. And well, yeah, it's got to be heartbreaking for that the employer, too, right? Yeah. Like, you never want to see that happen to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you could tell that they're all good friends. Like, I even went over and shook their hand, said, thanks for coming, like, appreciate this. And they both started getting pretty emotional. So, it, uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, and... Yeah, definitely some some tears were shed. That it, uh, it made me emotional. You know, it's not not easy losing somebody from the community that you grew up with, and yeah, someone and, you've known basically your whole life. And, yeah, um, and even too seeing that him and his son were getting into the sport together, and and knowing that his son was starting to become pretty passionate about riding. And um, I mean, like Cody and I weren't close by any means, but every time. We had an interaction, like, yeah, it was always good. Like, it's, I think we all probably shared some pretty dicey moments with him on the, <laughs> yeah. on, on the track back, back yeah. in the day. But, um, yeah, it was just cool to see, see him develop as a as a father and, and uh, yeah, and kind of bring that next generation into the sport. But, so, it's tough. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we can see is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to really say about it, but it'd be cool to see his kid kind of carry that on and, and uh, in his memory in a way, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't I know mean, what else to say about it. Yeah. Mm. Cody always had like, he had a lot of heart, like he <laughs> yeah. had a lot of heart in anything he did. Right. Yeah. Which is cool. And uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that left an impact on his kid and yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, what do you do, right? It's but like you said, tough week for for the Calgary race community and 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 then the, the thing with the Slinger kit, Slingerland our boy was just totally devastating too. Like yeah, and just I even like I like. Do you guys know the story? Uh yeah. D- Todd, you know the story? I heard I heard about the crash, and then I heard what happened after i don't really know chris have you heard the story yeah so you you know what jared i know the story yeah Yeah. so like bike shuts off on arguably one of the worst places at the calgary facility like on the hill track super fast section that's basically like fourth gear wide open on a 450 and bike shuts off he's on 125 cuts out and uh yeah just wads up on is the table in in between the two tables at the top of the hill on the hill track Mm -hmm. um and yeah like a slew of broken bones but the the main issue was his femur and so like there's a lot of gray area with the story 
because I like I didn't know too much with the with the process of what ensued after, but by the sounds of it, like they may or may not have been immediately concerned about the femur, but apparently when you break a femur, like it's it's they have to tend to it. Well, there's a lot of arteries around there and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, and tend to it immediately because one of the major concerns is, and apparently this was actually uh, a concern with Charlie's broken femur when he broke his femur in Brooks, was there's something called a fat embolism. And so when like you break uh, like a major bone with a lot of bone marrow and, uh, yeah, like a lot of bone density, mm-hmm. something called a fat embolism can mm-hmm. release into the blood. Yep. And so this is what happened like later in the evening or maybe earlier the next day. I can't quite remember, but, but it, yeah, traveled through his stream, up yeah. to his brain and caused this, this, the swelling. Mm-hmm. And would it be kind of similar to like a blood clot type of deal? Like, I think, I think so. It'd be a, something similar, wouldn't it? Yeah. I read into it a little bit and it's, it's kind of along those lines that, is what it can create but i i don't know i i didn't read too deep into it but by the sounds of it they like they put him into an induced coma mm-hmm. to get ahead of it but that's yeah that's all i can really say about it but it just like yeah uh, it's tough man like it's so hard especially like being so passionate about track safety it's like anything can happen in this sport and and like that's a that's a shit spot to crash mm-hmm. like his bike cut out pretty sure. high speed spot but like god damn like just and yeah and that wasn't even the only broken bone but yeah like didn't he mess his shoulder up and stuff too yeah like i think he had some some arm injuries as well but it's just you kind of glaze over those ones because the only one you're focusing on is is the fact that he's in the hospital right. and, mm-hmm. and that they're trying to relieve pressure on his skull. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it. Kind of brings me back to uh, I know Chris and Todd, and I don't know if you remember this these, this day, but uh, Western Canadian maybe 2006 when Dyson crashed. Yeah, that was tough because he was uh oh yeah that was that was like a, a spring race no i thought it was western canadian no maybe it was a spring race it was i don't a remember spring race, yeah. but uh it was like uh, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. oh man this i don't know maybe screw that camera man i don't screw know it? yeah yeah screw it well we have enough cameras going mm-hmm. um we need you in on this chris we need you in on the convo try it try her one more time she's yeah. still running dark tape yeah, we the stickiness on the GoPro mount kind of. This is like a red green version of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's um, even the possum hole. It's even the same name. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it just brings me back to I remember when Dyson crashed. Man, it was like I was on the because I think they had juniors were split into. We were all on super minis, right? Like we yeah. were racing, or maybe Todd was on a big bike. No, I wasn't there that year. That was the year I broke my arm. That was two thousand and seven, I think. Then seven maybe it would have been but i remember because we all raced super mini on the on our 80s and super minis or we raced uh sorry junior on our super minis and i remember sitting on the line it was like you start hearing stuff and you're like like 
he obviously he hole shot it on his uh, yeah, CR one fifty. Went down in a blind gully. Apparently, he like looked up and someone just drilled him right in the head. And um, yeah, like they thought he died on the track. You started like like you're on you're sitting on the line because they mm-hmm. split it. I was in the second gate, and I was like, holy shit, man! Like. And then, uh, yeah, he was in a coma for probably a good month at least, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I went to the hospital a few times. Yeah, I remember going in. It, it, uh, it was, was like a long process. It was tough to go in there and, like, see him in a coma. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, was, I was, like, probably, I don't know, 12 years old at the time or 13. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, just, like, talk to him. He can hear you. It's like, that's, like, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's tough. But yeah, it kind of brings me back to like thinking about that a little bit, and like how dangerous a sport can be, and how things quick, how quickly things can go sideways, and yeah, yeah. it's a reality check for sure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even man, like doing the parade lap for Cody, uh, or the memorial lap for Cody before that one moto, is like that's a hard race. <laughs> yeah. Start a race? Yeah. No like, kidding. I, I mean, yeah. sure, like Cody's thing wasn't it he was didn't... unrelated to racing, but still. But like the the weekend before that was when Jason Slingerland had his crash, and that guy uh, at the time was in, sitting in the hospital, like fighting for his life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's <laughs> at least for me, like that day was a hard, hard, uh, hard day to ride. Yeah, I mean, it seems like man, I don't know what's going on lately. Something in the air or something. But but do you think it's also a little bit of it's just in front of you today? Cause like you think yeah. back, there's there's always been there's always been. You remember when wreck. the over under first got flipped around and that Ken guy, yeah, he yeah, crashed off. Yeah. Like, you know, every you're hearing about people at Kahia all the time. You're right, it's a dangerous sport, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It just seems like then you go and get mauled by a grizzly out in Banff. Yeah, <laughs> no oh, kidding. Right. It just seems like in not even just in moto. It's like Brad says he knows a couple guys that have just died in the rodeo, and I'm like yeah. man, it's just like. Seems like everywhere you look, like shit's going sideways. How many but. people do we know? Well, maybe not we know, but know of who have been hit by a car road cycling trying to train oh, for yeah. this. You know, like mm-hmm. there's plenty of stories about everything. Right? You start thinking about it, and yeah, it's nonstop around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a way to live your life just thinking about that all the time, but yeah. it's kind of hard when you see it all around you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like when you have that reality check in your own head to like change what you're doing or or like yeah you know put the brakes on something yeah yeah exactly where like well it just puts you in check where it's like man am i doing this with a clear head am i doing this for the right reasons yeah Mm -hmm. totally and 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 i'm am i like am i fully engaged when i'm coming out here like i even i had a like a pretty actually dude i had some pretty next level crashes this year where I chalked them both up to, there are two of them where I chalked them both up to, actually three of them, uh, but I chalked two of them up to just not having a clear head where mm-hmm. I literally went out on the track and I was thinking about work. Yeah. And I, uh, one of them was on the big hill in the spring at Raymond. Yeah. Where the tower is. And I just like, don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I came around the big like sweeping turn. <laughs> Shit. Just screw the camera. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> I can't came around the big sweeping turn to go over the like the big scrubber down the hill into the VP tree. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I hadn't been doing it like any other lap, but I decided to shift before it. 
and I shifted before just it and it hit failed. false or I hit oh. false neutral and just like nothing in the air and it stepped over the bars. Oh shit, that's a pretty gnarly crash actually then. Yeah, like basically fell out of the sky it felt like and and tumbled, rolled, bike hit me, get up, bars are snapped off the bike, subframes like fucked. And this is this is my first day on my Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. first day, first ride of the year, and the thing's fucked. Like destroyed a radiator. Jeez. And and immediately, like, like I I definitely hit my head and was a little rattled and um not like a full blown concussion by any means, but but enough to upset me having to shaken up. Yeah, yeah, deal with them over the years. And but I just yeah, like immediately got emotional and mm-hmm. just. Like the whole town of Raymond probably heard every swear. In <laughs> Mormon town. Well, yeah. <laughs> it also like I think back to a lot of days when I was like tired, got off work, I'm racing. I got to go racing, even preseason. Got to go racing in a month. I got to put the motos in, and your head's not in it. And you just like, there's some days you're just like, man, I feel like I'm just better off just packing it in for the day. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, man, you're such a pussy. Yeah. But yeah, like, well, but now that you, that's uh, the what old, he means. The you got to know yeah. when to quit, right? But and, but your whole life you're getting told you, you you succeed the most on your bad days, right? Yeah. So then, you're having that bad day, and if you can overcome it out there, will that translate better on the weekend? But yeah. does it do you any good if you're in the hospital? Yeah. Right? Right? Well, I don't know like, if our old, sport can actually yeah, get away with that, right? Because you, you can, can get only... away with it for so long, it's it'll catch up to you at some point. But yeah, you gotta like that is. Like all this stuff we're just talking about, it's like it makes you realize how, like how dangerous sport can be, and how much you have to be like on your game, and you have to be sharp. Like yeah. you can't go and just no. turn your brain just, off and do moto. Just right? yeah, the consequences of what you're doing is far different than most other sports, right? Yes, yes, and like what I come back to is like my dad always always say, "Ride harder." That really doesn't mean anything because <laughs> you're never going to be harder than the dirt. You're not harder than the bike. Yeah. You're just along for the ride. <laughs> and then so. how many times in your life have you heard work smarter, not harder? Exactly. Why would not apply to racing and riding today too? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess the, the older you get, you realize like, okay, maybe I need to go do some figure eights or I need to go work yeah. on a corner or section or something mm-hmm. and not just yeah. like drill motos when I'm just like, my head's not in yeah. it. Right. Yeah. But shave, then yeah, shave the time. It, it just feels like you're a pussy at the moment. You're like, Man, I'm just I suck. Yeah, I'll sack the, up, the, you pussy. The Come day on. I broke my ankle, one I was racing for a paycheck. Yeah, the, the money was Alberta, pretty good yeah. in Southern Alberta, and and that day I was out of it. Like I forgot my transponder. I showed up late. It was just, you know, I took for granted what it takes to go racing. Yeah, and uh, you can't do that at a pro level. And you can hardly get away with it, even at an amateur level. If Maybe you want to go fast, yeah. right? Maybe even so. less because you don't have like the you haven't developed the skills yet. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you gotta take it serious. Yeah. Yeah, this sport can be a cruel bitch, but mm. it's yeah. kind of worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it teaches you a lot of shit yeah. in life. For yeah, sure. it teaches you things well, you can't even explain. Well, I don't know about you guys, but. I haven't ridden much in the last couple of years, but every time I get on a bike, it's just like, I don't know, the first hit of a drug or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot what that was like to hit that little, mm. just even a little jump. You Until know? you Not get arm pumped. Yeah. Oh, then you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Or you start getting a little greedy. You're like, oh, I miss this feeling. <laughs> oh, I want to toss push- a fat whip. Yeah, yeah. And you start pushing <laughs> a little harder. Thing. I'm harder. a little scared to go to the track and hit the international a few times and just get a little too cocky. Oh, so we got to uh, just like head out to Tilly or something one day. Where there's <laughs> yeah. just no jumps. Just no a jumps, slow track yeah. where you're just hitting rollers. But that's well, that's honestly. Although, although maybe not Tilly because you two had a bad experience there. Last no, time. no, that wasn't Tilly. That, was, that was, was somewhere else. Oh, yeah, was it? different. Oh, okay. That was in the boonies. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Tilly can ride there it. anymore at all. Yeah, I mean, no. last time I we went to Tilly, me and Chris went, and uh, I think it was 2018. It yeah. was like so grown over, and it was like we couldn't even <laughs> barely find the track. But um, <sighs> fuck, I had something to say. Um, God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, anyways, uh, I guess uh, a good segue into this. Um, I don't want to call them out like that. I was going to say not having your head in it would be uh, our boots on the ground reporter at the MXDN. There we go. <laughs> don't have your, your head I was in kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have my head in it. No, I'm talking about it. Team Canada, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I was kidding. I was kidding. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Went to, went to France for about 11 days, I think. And yeah, I, uh, first time being over the pond. It's kind of cool. Like, I learned uh, a little bit of French in grade six and seven, and none of it stuck with me. So. <laughs> not a bit. Yeah. So I really uh, practiced rolling my R's, or not rolling my R's, uh, like fleming my R's while yeah, I was there. Yeah. Like, bonjour. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was cool. Like, I had always anticipated going over there and or had the intention of going over there because my sister was over there in a in this uh, nuclear physics program and it's uh kind of sad that i'm pursuing motorcycle racing for pennies and she's a rocket scientist so <laughs> uh, quite a contrast for siblings but, rocket appliantist or whatever he calls them <laughs> yeah one of those and uh and then also our buddy boston's over there working for wp so i had been procrastinating for the past few years going like wanting to go over there and and well my sister yeah she got a uh, job offer in washington so it was like she's coming home i was like well shit i like have to go now and there's just <laughs> too many things lining up where like she was coming home uh then there was designations in france boston's in belgium but sure as shit he's gonna be at uh designation so i was like i have to go so uh yeah like book some flights uh Rolled over there with my chick and yeah, like toured uh, or flew into London, trained over to Paris, cruised down to the south of France and ventured our way up the west coast, did a little bit of surfing, Um, actually surfed in Spain one day, which is pretty cool. And yeah, just all these like uh, little French like coastal beach towns and and drinking espresso and, (laughs) and what's ironic is like the one thing I probably learned from it was, uh, is to eat the food that you're meant to eat while you're there. And we hit this, uh, Mexican joint and that was probably the biggest mistake I, <laughs> I could have made while I was there. French Mexican food. Yeah. French Mexican food is shit. Like <laughs> big mistake. Like, yeah, I basically imploded on the toilet for, <laughs> for like a whole evening. So it was rough, but, um, yeah so it was just cool like seeing seeing some different culture and and we went to paris which was like a real culture shock and that was our our first experience in france where 
went over there and like it's not quite what you anticipate but a lot of cool things like there's some really really interesting uh architecture and all the old chapels are just so elegant and and yeah grand like i'm I'm not a religious person but definitely had more of an appreciation for religion and and people that do where it's like man like if there's something to this they, or, or, yeah, people take it serious, right? Just like yeah. every every stone in those giant churches and cathedrals, like somebody put their heart and soul into making that stone perfect, right? Ex- exactly, right? And that and that that like puts credit to where it's like, man, like they believe in this so strong mm-hmm. that there's something to it, and that's where, like I say, like I'm not a religious person, but. But I was like, damn, okay, well, there's like, there's, there's something to it, right? But uh, yeah, so I went to Paris. That was cool, but it was a culture shock for sure. Like, they're not too fond of uh, English-speaking people, and especially when they can tell you're, I think they just chalk you up to probably be American. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it is a lot of the time. But yeah, and whatever. we, yeah, like, and we didn't have any distinct canadian accents by any means and didn't tell people we we're canadian but like tried getting dinner and went and sat down and the waiter was like super polite and you're like wow like this like mm-hmm. this is great good service brought out a bottle of wine but then we were sitting there for like two hours waiting for our food and people were coming in after us sitting down and then getting their food and we're like what the heck like this is okay and then more people were coming in, more people were coming in and their food was coming pronto, but we were still sitting there waiting and snacking on this like little baguette we had. <laughs> and, and then finally we're like, Hey, like just, uh, and this like no word of a lie had to have been like two, two and a half hours of sitting there sipping on some wine. And finally we like, like grabbed the waiter and we're like, Hey man, like just, uh, wondering, uh if the food's gonna be coming soon or he's like oh yes like very sorry like it uh it just the kitchen is so backed up and we're like yeah okay bullshit dude <laughs> and and then in five minutes the food yeah. came out and yeah so that that was like i think that stuff happens here though i'm sure you guys just got forgotten about i've i've, I've sat at a restaurant here and had the same ordeal too though so yeah, I we we definitely get didn't get forgotten about. I th- what I actually think the issue was, and what I learned later on, was you got to make your order all at once. Oh, okay. And and so we were kind of used to like you know a waiter comes and order your drinks. Yeah, or you're happy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like oh like do you need anything else? Like you're kind of used to that here, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas there, I learned later on, you make your entire order at once. Everything you want, order at once. And so, like, we kind of kept asking, like, like, oh, like, could we get some more bread or some butter for the bread? And this guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah like, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, none of it came. <laughs> Just, he, like, brought the bottle of wine, a little bit of bread, and that was it. But, um, yeah, so, sorry, just kind of, I guess, context for the trip. But, yeah, after that, like, toured those beach towns, whatever. And then made our way over to uh, Laval, which was like half an hour away from Ernay, where the race was being held. And um, yeah, just kind of checked in for three days in Laval to get situa- situated, had this nice little Airbnb. Um, 
but like man i like what's what's funny is when you're here at races in in canada um and even in the states a little bit too like it feels like a big deal to us and even like moff and i were talking about this where it's like when you're when you're at the races it's like it it feels like a big deal like it's your world like Mm -hmm. you spend an entire winter training for it you like it's it's just you're so invested but then when you're away from it and you're watching it and you're like, damn, like there's only like freaking 25 guys on the line and there's yeah. a thousand spectators. It's like, this is seriously what we pour our heart and souls into yeah. since we we're like little kids and adults too. Like it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of wild. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and sure, like obviously a lot bigger in the States, you go to a pro national there and there's like 30,000 fans and, and, um, and sure they're all like pretty excited and some of them are pretty obnoxious Americans, <laughs> but like we, like we rolled into the facility and it was next level. Yeah. Like I never just like, I could only like, I, I would love to go to like a world cup soccer match to see what that's like. Oh, cause, yeah. cause I, I picture it being like this. And if it's, and if it was less than what this was, then I would be even more impressed. But, um, and I had to ask, like, uh, like Boston was there. I had to ask him, I was like, are the MXGPs like this? And he's like, not nearly like this size of spectators, but like, it's crazy. It's got the same energy. Same energy. And, but we, yeah, so like we rolled in, um, didn't really get to watch anything on Friday. Um, or we didn't go to the, the track on Friday, but we showed up for Saturday for a qualifying and practice. And even that day was next level. Like there was probably 80,000 fans there for, for qualifying and, or maybe more like 90, like not nearly as what there was on Sunday, but, um, rolled up for that. And I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> like insane. Like there just flags and horns and the noise and it's like and and it just like yeah yeah and the smoke bombs and and then <laughs> and then the track is the track was absolutely incredible like it but like incredible in a way where i was like i how the fuck do these guys ride this so fast yeah. like it was gnarly like the hills are so steep and like it just yes yeah, tv doesn't do it justice no, then like yeah. at all exactly yeah and you're you're like looking at it and you're like okay like and you watch them do it you're like oh yeah well like it's uh, it's probably all right yeah. but then like when you really like pay attention to what they're doing and and how they're hitting lines and and how they're setting up for stuff or how much momentum they're carrying through a section you're you're like wow these guys are on another level and that was probably the hardest thing for me as a guy that's still you know, like trying to pursue something with, with yeah. dirt biking and racing was, it was so bloody humbling to be like, man, I've put a lot into this sport and I suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, and then even seeing dudes I race against and lay, lay waste to me at the end of a moto where like, like Pettis and, and Dylan are, are yeah, like on another level here in Canada, but they're like, 
the poor guys were well shit i mean dylan had a rough weekend i don't feel like they got like a fair chance to show their like what they're capable of maybe pettis had one good moto though right like the third qualifying he came through the pack he came back to 12th right like from the back yeah yeah so well first off like yeah i don't think dylan really gave himself a fair shake at showing what he can do because yeah. like he's been there he's raced those guys he has an idea of what it's like i think he's actually oh he's done races in the states so he's yeah he's raced with those guys with the name on the jersey right yeah and yeah and like and he's raced yeah raced them all right like yeah. race the guy in the states race the guys in europe and so he has an idea of what these guys are about and what the european tracks are like but i think he just put i mean this is speculation but like talking to him a little bit i'm just guessing that he puts so much pressure on himself to perform because he i think that whole team because all you heard out of anybody was this is the best team we're gonna have the best results what do you think that's gonna feel like for Mm. mcnab who's 17 or 18 how old is he okay still really young to be the whole country well whole country we're not that many people but (laughs) you know like everybody's saying this is gonna be the best team the best result that's a lot of pressure for a young yeah, guy like that. Especially first time going over there. Right. Yeah. You could put some pressure on him. He should he should be able to, you know, kind of yeah. handle it. Unfortunate circumstances and things, but Yeah. I don't think anybody should shit on those guys for what they tried to do. No. I heard I heard a Facebook post that they didn't train hard enough. I don't know. When I go I just think about that uh, one golf hole. The last round of golf we did, I was playing pretty good, and we got to that long one, and you kind of have to hit it fairly far to lay up for the next shot, and it just gets in your head instantly, and you're like, "Fuck!" And you're at the, the tee most box. important hole. Yeah, now yeah. you're stressing, you're sweating. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I I dupped it <laughs> three shots in a row. I like I hit it to the ladies' tee box from the ladies' tee box, like another thirty yards. It took me like four shots to get where I should have just hit it the first yeah, time. Yeah. Just because you got, I got in my head instantly. It's yeah, or it's like I'm you're on sure. you're on the green and you can putt in for a for a birdie and you're like five feet away and you just and you punt it across the yeah, green. You, you yeah. Screw the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Dylan was definitely on the line trying to putt in for a birdie. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like well, yeah. That's and I think that's the thing too is like Dylan has went to Europe he has performed there and to me like i i don't know what what number to use you could say top uh, within the top freaking 20 40 50 riders of the world yeah like it like he is world class and that's it's like when he knows that everybody else knows that and then you know that it's like this is your time to shine and you put that you put that pressure on yourself yeah. that you're like okay I'm I'm world class I'm here for a reason I'm not like team Guam and team Brazil like mm-hmm. although I think team Brazil well, did okay yeah yeah but I, uh and I mean like it's not like him lining up he's the most steady rider to ever have lined up like oh we all if there know was a guy who was going to get sketchy he was but, the guy uh, who was going to get sketchy on the team but he's yeah he's fast as hell but and, and willing know. to get sketchy too like yeah. that's the big difference with a lot of guys he's just willing to get sketchy yeah well and what's crazy is like the past couple of years he's been bloody composed 
Well, I think it's because he's so in control, right? Like he, yeah. like, he knows he can go and just win. Yeah, he's just the man in Canada, yeah. right? So yeah. we've seen, like, the past couple of years, seen an incredibly composed Dylan. Yeah. But then it was like just old Dylan came out at this race. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the – there was a clip where Grant Harlan basically got carted oh, off the yeah. track. Yeah. It, it was Dylan that caused that. Yeah, he landed on his bike, right? No, so Dylan – it's crazy like uh, so they hit the big there's the big step or quad step up do the 180 uh flat track turn hit the big step down and then and then they came flowing down this uh kind of off camera into a big table well dylan's just trying to go mock 10 around the outside coming into this tabletop and you can see he starts like losing his front end but he was going so fast that he's like over anticipating his lean to go into the table. I know, yeah. So then he just starts over leaning and then just hooks all the way to the left. Oh. And like, looks like, at least from the can like from where I was watching at the race, I couldn't see it. But from the video that I watched, um, like he looked like he was so close to taking out the guy on the left-hand side in the air, just missed him. But then people just clipping his bike, clipping mm-hmm. his bike, clipping his bike. And then, and then Grant Harlan, just yeah got totally yeah landed on it ejected and came like 10 feet out of the air to just destroy himself but apparently some he only broke his pelvis or something yeah that's crazy only (laughs) but apparently it's like not bad he's like walking around oh okay yeah but it was (laughs) and then and then it was just one thing after another where like the poor guy like each time he hit the track was just dummying his himself and then the one that basically carted him off for the weekend i saw the whole thing and i just i like put my hands on my head and i was like what the fuck man like what what happened like it was just like he he he's there's this long uphill and like to give him the benefit of the doubt it it was kind of wild where it was like it was low sun early morning they're in the b final and they were going straight into the sun. So he probably couldn't see a thing. Yeah. But he had done so many laps already that, like, I figured he probably would have anticipated it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't I don't know what was going through his head. And maybe he was a little rattled from one of his earlier crashes in that moto. But he, it was like he just didn't even brace for square edge. And he just hits square edge full on over the bars and just pancakes himself on this step up. And... That was it, like, yeah. but just it was just a a laundry list of crashes for him, and it it sucked. Like, I mean, I was there. I'm passionate. I want to see Dylan kick ass, you know. And 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 then by the end of it, I was just like, I was like, fuck. Like, I felt bad for him. Like, I was mad. Yeah. At first, yeah. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Like, get your shit together. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh man. Like, I that mean, just sucks. You gotta feel bad because those guys. Did not deserve to be in the B main. Well, I mean, they did because they didn't make it, but yeah, they should have never been. Oh, dude, like the they they should have cleaned up the B main, cleaned up. And oh man, like that, I hadn't been like this stoked in a while. But when Pettis like came around, whole shot of the B main, and I was just like, I and I was standing right there at like the third turn, just so stoked. And I went from like pure joy of seeing (laughs) Jess out front. To just 
like total despair yeah, when he like dumped it in the next corner. You're yeah. ready to take your shirt off and yeah. start waving it. Yeah. And yeah. you're walking back to the pits. Yeah. 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 And then I guess, and he rode like a total hero too. Like he rode uh, so good, but after his crash, he jumped two yellow flags and they docked him on yeah, it like, immediately. Anything that could go wrong went wrong. I feel, ba- I, I feel bad for, like I sound like any of those guys, they all did their best and they all, tried their balls off but man i just feel bad for everyone else like courtney and noof and spring man like everyone put so much time into this like yeah. man everyone, it's just, yeah. you're just like you're just bombed about it because man there yeah. was years we didn't even send a team and then we yeah. had like this full like legit effort and it just i yeah. just hope it doesn't like discourage anybody from going next year or trying to do the same thing again next year because we do have three solid guys that could be around for Oh, Quite a while, yeah, they're young, right? yeah. young people, yeah. Yeah, I I can't see it, man. Like, uh, I mean, Jess for sure, Dylan for sure. Like, they've both dealt with the handful of stress from the keyboard warriors and mm-hmm. the people. Like, like I, I feel like Jess has dealt with that his entire life where it's like, oh, typical Jess, breaks a bone, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's out on the sidelines, but he always comes back for more. And, yeah. and he comes back quick too. Yeah, and when it's his time to shine, he proves people wrong. But like, I think they'll come back for sure. It's just it's tough. Like going. Well, over. I just hope like people like Courtney put the effort in again next year. Like she wasn't discouraged. She's a new. I, I, I know. I don't right? think but, like, they would ever give up. I but, just uh, I just hope they don't get you know taken back by some of these dumbass comments we're hearing right. about. You know, it's just like if we if we just keep doing it, we will get that good result. This year yeah. was just a bad yeah. year, you yeah. know. And that's yeah. that's the thing like like when Well, we've had years where it's been like you know, Fasciati and Clatt. Tyler and yeah. Clatt and, and they did Lee, well. And well and we've also had them with those same guys <laughs> what, and What year was it that Benoit went and was like shredding it up yeah. in the yeah, top they did good five? There. Do you guys remember the year that Dean Dean went? And they were like everyone was so hyped, but they had like a half ass effort. It was so it was Dean, yeah. Tyler, and Mitch Cook. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was so hyped they didn't make the A final either. Yeah. Yeah, right. So and that was Dean was still amateur too, right? Uh, well, I think he had just his, turned yeah, he was on pro. he was on like the Canada uh team. Like that was the year he came and did well, the West Coast no, he did Calgary. the West Coast Nationals yeah. and he won every moto. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah they should have yeah. done like Tyler should be able to, like obviously a different time, but those guys should have been able to do the good that year too. But they had, yeah, they didn't even make the yeah. May, May final. So, well, yeah, like that year that Benoit went, he was next level, and I feel like people didn't expect the performance that he had that year. Cool. But that's a thing with dirt biking where like some days the stars align, and you're just like, where the hell did that guy? Pull that out of was that or nay too 2015 uh was that actually 2015 yeah it might have been it? i think that was or nay 2015 yeah that could be wrong but was it 16 or 17 no nah, it could have been i also feel like the track really dictates who who what track favors who well also oh, the other yeah. reason i thought we were gonna do good too because like for once it's not muddy <laughs> it was yeah actually like a bit of a canadian prep where it was, yeah, it was not very dry. deep yeah. a little dry yeah it's kind of like that and i thought the track like looked a little uh, in person you might say differently but it looked tight too like it looked like other than the big hills and stuff it looked like a tight tighter corners 
Oh, yeah, it looks like they have some really tight corners on that track. I would have thought our guys kind of would feel all right in that setup. Yeah, it it was it was just awkward. Like yeah. it, it, uh, it was just a strange. It seemed like it was just a strange place to put a track. Whereas yeah. like somebody went there, like man, like big hills and big like coulee, like or gully or whatever the hell the French might call it. But and they just like slapped it in there with no plan. <laughs> and so there was some really cool sections, but so much off camber. Like mm. so much off camber, and I would like look at some sections and be like, "Like man, like this track looks really sick." But then you'd see these guys just struggling and struggling yeah. and struggling to hit and, a line. Just yeah, so, to, so yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then you're just like, okay, like it must be a lot trickier than it actually appears to be. But yeah, I think with the big hills is probably it probably made it seem really tight where yeah. they just came bombing down some hills hard on the brakes into like a tight 90 or a tight mm-hmm. 180 yeah, yeah. into like a gnar- another gnarly uphill. And that was the one thing that actually blew my mind was like how fast some of these dudes would come down the hill and just somehow like seemingly come down off the brakes and rail a berm at the bottom and then they're back ripping up the hill. And then I'm watching like Jess do it and even him and I and Boston were able to have a quick chat in between some of the points where he hit the track and but like Jess was just like he would come down just as fast as anybody but his corner speed was quite a bit off of the top guys and then it just hurt him coming back up the hill yeah. mm-hmm. and but I was like, dude, yeah, like you're you're flying down the hill, like because he kept being concerned about going through the braking bumps down the hill and stuff, yeah, or the, one of the major hills. And I was like, your your speed's like just as good as anybody else is coming down that. It's where you're hurting is like is that corner at the bottom, and then finding a good line to go up the hill. And like he was just smashing through like some of the square edge and stuff, like a lot of other riders. But the top guys like. Renault, like somehow found this line that was had to have been like centimeters away from the fence. <laughs> like I don't know how he yeah. wasn't like shredding his hand on the fence, going back up the hill. He'd like come down the far left, do like a one eighty, go back up the far left, going up the the two major uh, downhill and uphill. Yeah, but, it's amazing the precision those guys have at the speeds. Oh yeah, and yeah. difficulty of the track. You know, yeah, it's incredible to watch. But. Yeah, and I think well, and back to like what Todd was saying, it I think like there was home home turf advantage for sure. Like it was like the French guys looked like they knew what they were doing there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have no idea how much Fevre, Vial, and Renault actually ride at that place, but it just like all your friends, all your family, your whole country behind you. Yeah. A yeah. hundred thousand people and probably 90,000 of them were French. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, they just, they knew what they were doing. Our, it... Like the American guys and the Canadian guys are going over jet lag and mm-hmm. hauling their stuff in, not sleeping in their own bed. It's yeah. But... It's actually crazy. I looked, uh, there was a stat that Fevre has won every donations that he's been a part of. Really? Fevre's oh, interesting. He yeah. kind of came out of the blue even on 250s. 
Yeah. Wasn't then, he a street bike yeah. guy at one point? Supermoto. Uh, Supermoto super guy. Moto. Yeah, that's what oh. it was. And then he won uh, his first 450 champ. Or I guess yeah. it'd be his rookie only? year. His yeah, rookie his year. Rookie yeah. year. Yeah, was that 2015 or 15? 14? I don't even I don't remember. Something like that. It was on the it was on the new gen Yamaha. Yeah. Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was something like that. 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, he's it's crazy. He kind of just pulls it out of his ass when he needs uh, yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. Well, even this year, just like all of a sudden, starts ripping off win after win. Yeah. Yeah. You think oh, especially maybe he's... after a gnarly injury. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was he's probably the best guy right when he was there in the GPS. Uh, yeah, Prado, like Prado didn't actually win that much. No, he just kind of played it safe, got a lot of See, seconds. Well, that w- that was what I was know, just man. gonna say. It looked like because Prado was playing it safe, Fevre was getting. Yeah, a bit he of probably. A yeah, gift. he has nothing to lose, right? But yeah. shit, MXON that was no gift. No, nope. like, you know, no, he rode no. stellar there. No, yeah, and well, dude, the the first moto, yeah, MX2, MXGP. Yeah, MX2, yeah. MXGP. Like, that was the most exciting race of the day. Mm-hmm. And Fevro was on fire. Yeah. On fire. Even though, like, Renault was for sure, I think, the kind of like the uh the golden the yeah the guy the the guy for the weekend like he was he was just like on the pedestal out front for team france and no one really expected that because he was hurt too right yeah he had an off year too and uh but yeah like fevro was so impressive in the first moto and i like love that dude's style and how Mm -hmm. he rides and seeing him like come around he's like perfectly on his the, the point of his toe when he corners and like just textbook style like yeah, mm-hmm. and technique too like it he was cool to watch yeah wow. what uh i didn't actually see how did jet do he went six one is that right four six one? one yeah six one because yeah. he went down on like the first didn't he go down on the first lap first moto yeah yeah third he probably he probably goes one one if he doesn't do that oh okay you gotta think like was he he was one one last year right uh red bud i can't remember no I thought it was. No. Oh, Tomac won the first moto. And he was on MX3, though. Jet won the second moto. Uh, well, no, he was in a different class than Tomac. So he would have been second and third moto. That was his first race, 450, though. Yeah, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure he was MX3, though. He definitely won a moto. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lawrence was... I was actually... Like, he was probably one of the guys I was excited to see most um, in person. Because, like, you see his talent and how incredible he is on TV, but it's like you almost feel like you'd have more of an appreciation for it when you're there. And and the weird part is, is I wasn't blown away. Mm-hmm. It's just he's so, like, perfect. It, is, <laughs> yeah. it blows your mind how he can go that fast and doesn't look like he's going that hard. He exactly. Just, it's he's so like, chill. kind of just, like, going the same speed around the track. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, like, he's just so chill. And, like, finds good smooth lines and he's just kind of like like he he looks like he's out there just like kind of like an artist like messing with the track seeing what he can do seeing like what braking bumps he can double and what i notice is because he's riding like that anytime somebody's near him that does twist the throttle hard he still has that ability to like twist the throttle that much harder and just accelerate yeah again because he was 
and still look composed somehow. Yeah. 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 Isn't it funny though how like last year with like Tomac and Sexton were just going at it and everyone's like, Oh man, Sexton looks like he's just like out for a cruise. Yeah. And now it's like flipped and like Jet took that to a whole new level and now Sexton looks like he's a bulldog when yeah. he's riding. Yeah. It's yeah, funny. yeah. It was actually kind of cool too, because like after the SMX race where Jet let rocks and by, mm-hmm. it was like that was the first time they had raced since that. Yeah. yeah. And or I believe, right? No, no they, that no, was the second. Sorry, second yeah, yeah second they raced. Time. They went toe to toe at the, the Coliseum. Was yeah. a good race too, though. Yeah. So, so and then there was that like a like a legit outdoor race, you know, and it it was like because I feel like at that race we're like. Lawrence let Roxon by. That was the first time that Kenny, or sorry, uh, that Lawrence was kind of nervous. Yeah. He's like he didn't yeah. know how to lose at that point. Almost it seemed exactly. like right? yeah. He's like yeah. I don't know. I just let him go. I don't want to lose straight up. Yeah, exactly. Like almost kind of handled it like an immature teenager. Yeah. yeah. He's like oh, like his ego got in the way. He's like oh, just uh, like uh, math problems or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> Big math, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Big math and. But then, it, like the, it, they went at it in one moto at uh, Disney Nations, and that was pretty cool. But Kenny kind of lost him a little, a little bit, and and uh, Lawrence was definitely on his game. But it was, uh, it was pretty cool to see, like, because I feel like we all kind of shit talk Kenny on on when he's at Supercross and on TV and he's just mainly a Supercross guy now. Yeah. You're like, oh, like Kenny's a bitch, this and that. Like he's pussing out. He's letting these wins slip away. And for him to not really race outdoors this year and then just come out swinging at Designations was so cool. Yeah. Like that, so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was there pitted in like a van. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, like a shop van. Yeah. No way. Yeah, just like he was there pitted in like a shop van, like just kind of hanging out. Like it was almost like a provincial race for him <laughs> and just comes out swinging. Like it was so sick. Yeah. Who else was on, on Team Germany? Uh, Langenfelder. And some cock guy or something I heard. Oh, yeah, Tom Cock. Cock. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How did the cock guy even do? Not that great. Yeah, he struggled. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah Langenfelder. Had, he was sick. Yeah, he had a strong uh qualifying day. Yeah, his qualifier was really good. And then oh, uh, I thought he rode like super good in the first moto. He did, might have crashed. Like he was ahead of Hunter and stuff, wasn't he? he or did made, he go down? I think he went down. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember if I'm confusing qualifying day with race day. But yeah, like he had one really impressive moto. Yeah. For sure. And even well, I yeah, I'm a fan of that kid too because like he came out swinging at the first GP. Was it this year or last year? I can't remember. But he was just on fire yeah. at the mm-hmm. uh, fuck. Where was it? I can't remember. But, Matterly. Yeah, I think it was Matterly. Matterly yeah. yeah, yeah, he had like an eighth or something. Where? At Matterly. This year? Yeah. So then it must have been last year where he won Maybe. the first round. No, you're thinking of Lang. I'm th- oh, sorry, I'm talking about Cock. I'm thinking about uh, Langenfelder. You're thinking about Langenfelder. I'm thinking about Cock. <laughs> yeah. No, Langenfelder's <laughs> been good this year too. Yeah, he has. No, he's been solid. Thinking about yeah, cock. he no, he won. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won. Uh, yeah, he won the first round last year. You're right. That needs yeah. to be a like a what do we call it? We haven't podcast in so long. I forget the lingo. That needs to be a, a soundbite. Sound yeah. Soundbite. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, where is the soundboard? We have that. We only, you're we thinking only about Langenfelder. So there's not thinking too about much. Cock. <laughs> I think one's hashtag Todd Pod or something. There is a hashtag, hashtag Todd, Todd Pod. Pod. Yeah. 
from the old, so, the old days. So, not to get off MX1 talk, okay. Ewan, but uh, somebody mentioned there might have been another adventure in in your France trip there, maybe overnight one night. Some, li- some little creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers. No, I got misinformed on this. Some little bed bug action. Bed bug. I don't know. I heard something about this too. I don't know who said this. Who's well, this? This was just a comment thrown through to ask you about the bed bugs. <laughs> who's asking the? <laughs> what, who's asking? Who do you think? Bed bugs. They said. They said. Ask Keelan about bed bugs in Paris. Bed bugs in Paris. I heard there was a problem there. I heard, I did hear that. I know oh, there's this bed bugs. like on the news. So like, clearly there was no problem with you. This was just that uh, you're aware of. General. Yeah, I mean, there's. Fuck, I can. I, apparently, there's a bed bug problem there, but. Yeah, I think that's the reference. Okay, so it might be the reference. Didn't affect you. you. They might have been hanging out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, check, your, my, check your suitcase. I've heard like if <laughs> if they if they gets into like an apartment building, it'll go from like floor to floor. Oh yeah, it'll like. An entire apartment building up. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they're nasty. And I mean, man, dude, the fucking. Todd, pull that mic away from your chest. It keeps like. Yeah, no, tilt no, this no, thing. Some... Tilt this thing like. Yeah, loosen up right. Tilt her this there way. There we go. Tilt her like this. Yeah, all the mic movements kind of creating a bit of a echo. There we go. Try uh-huh. that out. Testing. Testing. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we so. thought we had bed bugs here. That's what, Did you? Well, we had those like rubber mats in the gym floor. Oh shit! And so this is an old house, so we have there's like a lot of moisture, humidity down here, and for a while we thought it was bed bugs, and that like no one knew what it was. We called like Aveda Pest Control or whatever, didn't know what it was. Turns out it's something called book lice, and it's not as scary as it sounds. They're just like harmless little white guys that live in some. They live in the like live Fucking in rubber crabs. Live in yeah, basically. <laughs> they live in like these porous mats, so we that's why we ditched those mats. Oh, oh shit, eh? So that's why you swapped them out. Oh. Yeah, damn. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, I uh, no frick, I can't. Uh, shit, I don't know. It was a like How, a long wh- trip. What was the weather like? Is it pretty muggy? Uh, no, it was good. It was hot. Um, yeah, it was like twenty three to twenty seven most days. But yeah. actually, in Paris, so, uh, yeah, shit, the, the bed bugs is probably going to have to come back to me. I can't remember. But we stayed in this shitbox Airbnb. Like, <laughs> dude, it, <laughs> it was so bad. And uh, it, so it was like 200 bucks a night to stay in this Airbnb. So, like, pretty pricey. And it was not even like if you were to cut off the room right here like what would you say the square footage of this would be this like, is like a little, this is 100 square little feet. Yeah, awesome yeah, hole. Yeah, 10 by 10 maybe yeah so like yeah. 100 square feet yeah it was not even this oh wow <laughs> like i would say it'd be like three quarters of this that's and wild we slept on this like little pull-out couch barely even a sink in there like where'd you where's the pisser at the the pisser would be like Basically, like the pisser in the shower was the same size as the the sectional over there. So, like, there was the toilet uh, and then the bathroom or and the shower. Was it closed in or was it just open? Uh, the shower was closed in, but it was so like I had to like I had to kind of like cock my neck and (laughs) my neck's actually still a little sore from the trip, but like yeah, I had to kind of like kneel down to get into the shower and it was like two hundred dollars a night for this Airbnb and it it uh, was. 
yeah, like I didn't mind it. Like I don't, it was whatever, but it was just it, insane that you're spending that kind of money for yeah. something like that. And then it was kind of crazy. Like we were walking up to get to the Airbnb and, and people are just like, like people are living in this apartment building, the same size rooms basically. And all their doors are just open. They're kicking it. It's hot as hell. No AC. And it's just, you're like, what the heck's going on? And then, uh, it's kind of funny. Like we're, we're laying in there and not to sound like an asshole, but I guess I will. It's like, we're laying in there and cracking jokes about like peasants living in this place. <laughs> and then, uh, cash is like, she, she's like, no, there's legit peasants living here. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. They're going to hear you. Like the walls are thin. We're going to get we're gonna get murdered in our sleep here. But hey, yeah, bed, but ah, shit. I can't remember bed bugs. Well, uh, we have an update. Oh. From one of your former competitors, that it maybe wasn't bed bugs, but maybe crabs. crabs. <laughs> was it crabs? <laughs> Did you catch a case of the crabs? No, or? I got rid of those a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the comb and everything. Yeah, those are <laughs> got those mastered. <laughs> crabs. I want to know who this is. Well, our crabs comment came from uh, Jared Allison. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I got those on the farm. <laughs> Apparently, those come from Red Angus. So. The Allison brothers have a beautiful Red Angus farm. Lots of crabs up there. <laughs> a lot of good uh, derbies up there too. I heard. Yeah. No, I never got the invite. Uh, fuck us, right? Yeah. For the the Smash Up Derby. Oh, the, Todd might have got the invite. I, I showed up. I was. A- pretty crippled i just spectated it was fun though i think it was a a one-off thing i think it got a little out of hand <laughs> yeah that's what i heard there was a there was a rollover and uh, i think they toned her back after that there was also uh the drunkest person got pole position so <laughs> oh boy that tells you what kind of race it was <sighs> they almost met i uh well yeah, they must be listening. So it's a sh- it's bloody shame they're gone because iconic family. They almost need to. They were, yeah. Yeah, they need to bring back uh, like almost a, an event for all the retired racers to come. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the washed up Albertans. <laughs> yeah, or even just anybody that hit the circuit. Laurie, yeah. Laurie can make some lobster. Or, oh, the, or, oh, or a the big brisket. The crab, the crab in Moncton that one year. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. Yeah, I remember digging in with my needle nose pliers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bite a couple of vice grips. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Somebody picked up some fresh, some fresh seafood for you guys yeah, while you were Lori, out there. Lori, so after Moncton, Lori ran out to wherever and got a, a like a case, like the big flat that like vegetables come on, like you know, two by size. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, massive. Yeah. Um, just full of lobster and like just a felt like a free-for-all and then just like melted like a brick of butter and you just went and grabbed your like tools out of the toolbox and started digging into it was it was great yeah that was awesome i actually well this is kind of like a bit of a tangent but while you're uh ranting there i thought it'd be like we should get jared and parker on yes but then i thought it'd be even better to get jared parker and george the on and then we could have like a 
have like a hash we, out some southern alberta history <laughs> no we'll just we'll like, get we'll, the boxing gloves yeah, out <laughs> yeah we'll get the boxing gloves out see how much they really love each other <laughs> yeah. yeah hit us yeah, up yeah hit us up so, yeah, some alberta racing well, he's, he's saying throat. the track's still there so maybe oh. there's uh like you say there's time for uh old timers uh yeah. Re. Well, I don't even know word I'm looking for here. Jesus. Uh, reunion. I heard there's a pond. I heard there's a pond jump there. Yeah. I've never actually. I think I just seen like a photo. Yeah, or two I've of the seen track, the photo too. I think. But there's a pond jump there. I think. Yeah, we think, can do. Uh, as long as the pond jump's still there, I'm I'm down. You're there in. You yeah. 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 We'll have to do like a team race, and it'll be Captain DeGraff and Captain Allison. Cool. Jared Stock's got to be there for it, we'll too. We'll do, like, yeah. a 24 hours of <laughs> Allison's land. Drunk, <laughs> drunkest guy gets pole yeah. position. <laughs> <laughs> On two wheels, that would be pretty tough. No yeah. kidding. Watch us not even hit the track. We'd all go up there and just drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just lawn chairs in the garage. Don't even unload the bike. Like, motocross boots on, but nothing else. <laughs> yeah, everybody's geared up, but just shit-faced. Oh. Lori keeps bringing out more food. Yeah, that would be awesome. I like mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's do Let's it. Do it. We'll Put it on the schedule. Yeah, we'll sponsor it. <laughs> Ain't got two nickels to rub together, but we'll sponsor <laughs> it. Afterwards, you can keep the ticket sales, right? That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, you want to pass me that buble over there? Oh, yeah, one second. I forgot it over there. I could. I guess I could have got it. I'm just lazy. Uh, <laughs> is it empty? Oh, no. That's a little bit in there. Yeah, give me that peach oh. one. I'm almost on my my backup backup. There's another beer over oh, there, Todd. Sure. Thanks. I think I got them both. Each time Todd. No, there's another oh. one behind. Oh. Look, if Chris is up, you can grab it. Each time Todd hits his boom, it sounds like a submarine. Yeah. Grab oh. me that <laughs> other uh, Pellegrino. Grab me that other guy up there, too. U572. The Pellegrino over there. <laughs> What's that? It's the, the, the movie. It's the Russian submarine no, movie. Oh. <laughs> no, pass me that Pellegrino guy. One in your hand. Oh, this one. Yeah, that's Shit. what it's for. Oh, damn. This is, this is a great. <laughs> I was starting to. You think you're just gonna shotgun a bubbly in a Pellegrino or what? Yeah. I got a, a backup. Backup. There you go. Backup. I only read the French side now. Hesh. You're you're full French now. Um, yeah, it was it was coming along. It actually, I don't like. I kept trying to like put myself. This is going to sound stupid to say, but I kept trying to put myself in, like, an Asian person's shoes coming to Canada. Oh, yeah. And how they, like, try to use their hand gestures to explain <laughs> to you what they need and where they're trying to go. Yeah. And so I, like, I felt, I was like, I don't know, like, do I try to speak French and just sound like a total asshole? It's going to sound like shit. Because I know they're so proud of their, their language and how they speak it. And Well, and then French... Know, French is different than Canadian French too, right? Oh yeah, they uh, apparently they just roll their eyes at French Canadian, yeah, francophone accent. Yeah, well, and what was funny was we when we crossed the border, um, to when we we're coming from London to Paris, and we went through customs, and the one guy looked at my passport and he was like, he's like Canada, and I was like, like just nodded at him, and he was like, uh, you speak French. And I was like, no. He's like, you need to speak French. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, well, I heard our French sucks, so I don't want to screw it up. And he's just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he, he already knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
actually yeah it's uh yeah they're proud folk for sure what's uh what's a, a f- french hippie surf town look like um well the place we went was actually like like it, it's 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 that was the one thing was I was really expecting it to feel, I don't know, like I had this anticipation, like you've been to Europe, so may, like you shed light on this because I had, this is my first time going overseas to to Europe and, and I had this anticipation that it was like, I don't even know how to describe it other than I expected it to be more European mm-hmm. oh. and, and it felt like there's actually quite a bit of Western civilization there or Western influence. Yeah. Yeah. Western influence. So I I think it's just modern influence. I think, um, like when I went to Czech Republic, like Prague is pretty international. It's already quite the melting pot, but you go like outside of Prague and you go to some Borske Mikulaj or someplace like that. And it is like, there's still like, horse and buggy type stuff going on right yeah. there it's it's pretty old-fashioned so it was kind of hard to get a a feel for what like a normal is because you feel like you get both sides of the spectrum in europe they're yeah. still super old-fashioned still living like 18th century style lives like oh, people okay. like in the community my grandparents are from People still had chickens and rabbits in the backyard yeah. and like just normal people would go forage for mushrooms. Oh, really? Like my grandparents loved doing that. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And we, we went for a walk through the forest and we didn't find anything. I think it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty picked through, I think. But uh, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, that's like the lifestyle. People was, still live out there. Was more, still more of a traditional way of living. Yeah. Huh. Do oh yeah. So, because your mom's is your mom is is she purely Czech? So she would be purely Czechoslovakian, but uh, my it's 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 a long story. My grandpa's right from Slovakia. Yeah. And then my grandma is from a country that doesn't exist anymore. Ah, uh, one of those. Yeah. Uh. So, but it would have technically be in Czech Republic. Okay. So. Can you speak any? Nothing. No? Really? Nothing. I should have. It would have made traveling in Europe that much more fun. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool going there. Well, like, however you uh, enunciated that town. Oh, uh, Borska Mikulash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like you. Oh, yeah, that's that's the town my my grandparents are from. So yeah, I, I've like heard you. it a few times. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sound like you could go full foreigner on it. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. is this guy? Yeah. yeah. So like you could start yelling some profanities, and <laughs> yeah, and we would believe you. That's the first step into learning any languages. What are the profanities? Oh, I, yeah. I got a Absolutely. couple of those. I I don't throw those around. (laughs) (laughs) If that's all you know, it's a problem. (laughs) You're something in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, you remember our time in Quebec? Oh. When we were walking through the trailer park and we knew like two things in French. It was one was Paul Lavoie taught us. Yeah, one was like 
hello purple unicorn and the other one was like <laughs> fuck you or something oh, i'm yeah. trying to think of i can it's like and, on the tip of my tongue and we the... were walking through and we're like hello purple unicorn and jared yells oh fuck you <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah i do remember that and like oh we got to get out of here they started like yeah. saying something back i'm like i don't know what the hell's yeah. going on yeah, yeah and the funny best part was jared had no idea <laughs> and i think he was like did you just fucking say that <laughs> <laughs> we were just like saying random french sayings like the only two like sentences yeah we yeah that's oh, good ferme la bouche that's, I think that's close your mouth or shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It, w- it would have been something like that. Yeah. Jared said. Yeah. It was actually kind of funny. Like at Designations, at one point on qualifying day, we found a pretty good spot to watch from up high, and we we're sitting beside these like had to be like late twenties, early thirty, like uh, group of group of boys, and they, uh, God, they're so obnoxious and the. <laughs> And uh, just piss drunk, yeah, like these, yeah, these French French folks, and uh, and they like they like look over at us, kind of see us being all kind of like to ourselves, and and they're just like, "Hey, where are you from?" <laughs> and and uh, my sister, my sister's there too, right? And she's like, "Oh, like oh, Canada, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> your sister speak French? Like, she learn any French? Actually, she was she was a savior over there. Like, like just yeah, ordering anything was tricky, and and yeah, like we just she was like our handler. She was literally <laughs> like our mom over there. Like, she woke up before us, woke us up, got us out of bed. Yeah. <sighs> Got like organized everything. Well, it's made... tough when you're like nine hours ahead. Yeah, so. yeah. Made sure we were on the right trains and stuff, and that. Yeah, so she was a huge help, but uh, knew enough French to like get around decent, and it was impressive that most of them understood her. Hmm. Um, yeah. So she, she did okay. She was there for a couple of years, I think. So, and in Spain before that. My my favorite part of going there was. Uh, it was like we traveled to France, and my favorite part of the trip was when we were in Spain. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was for a yeah. day. <laughs> How is the is the food good over in France? I'm heard it's pretty good. Uh, I had one amazing meal that just like blew my doors off. But dude, I swear, like, like Paris is fucked. I'm never gonna go back there. <laughs> yeah, like, that place is just yeah, yeah, stupid. I, yeah. I'm not going back there. And I swear, like the first. We went to this you little go cafe. to the Eiffel Tower and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Although, like the Louvre, uh, the Louvre was yeah. really cool. That was incredible. Like just to be there and start understanding some of the history. That was probably my favorite part of the trip. Was just appreciating the history of all the places and what it's been through and and how it got to that point. But. Um, yeah, the Louvre, Louvre is cool, but uh, anyways, we went for the food. We went to this one cafe in in uh, Paris as soon as we got there, and sure enough, like we're we sound English, sound like we're from the states or something. And the guy was like super super nice, polite. I swear, this guy, I I ordered salmon on toast. I swear, this guy dumped my salmon in the toilet. <laughs> like, dude, he put it under my nose. And just like the smell of it wafted up, and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and and then, yeah, Cash's like, "Well, 
don't eat it if you don't want to. And I was like, well, I fucking paid for it. Yeah. Like, I got it. What are you going to do, yeah? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to send the food back, Start probably start a fight. And then, so, like, stunk like shit. Then I, I take a bite. Tastes like shit, too. <laughs> like, full if And I look at her, and I was like, this fucking fit. They, like, went fishing in the in sewage. Yeah. That could have been. Dude, yeah. It, like, so, I don't know. Food is good, except Just for did the French yeah, stinky yeah. fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were in yeah. Scotland a couple months ago for a wedding. And, man, I tell you, people don't go to Scotland for the food. The food was <laughs> yeah, no. It was terrible. Yeah, how was that? It was good. Everything, yeah. all the food, I, they just, like, boil everything. It's dog shit. Like, there's no flavor. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I didn't, I think I had, like, the food at the wedding was good. But every, other than that, it was shit. And it's all deep fried and... It's just like I don't think it's even deep fried. It's just boiled. Like they just fucking boil oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's like terrible. nothing's grilled. Nothing. It didn't seem like it. Huh. Bacon's weird. Everything is. I didn't have very many good meals there. But yeah, it was cool to go over there. For yeah, same thing. First time over uh, to, over the pond, and it was cool. Like the coolest thing I thought was like going and seeing like all these old castles from like hundreds of years ago that they built, and it was that was probably the coolest part about yeah. it. Yeah. The roads, it was dicey, though, driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, uh, it's a mind fuck, isn't and the, it? And the roads are so narrow. So, like, I, like, we just got off the airport, rented this car, following Google Maps. It takes us down this road, and obviously we're on the wrong side of the road, but then, like, we pull onto the side, and there's, like, cars are just parked everywhere, like, on the one side of the road. So it's, like, kind of a one-way. And then we're, like, I'm stopped. There. I'm, like, uh, I guess we can't go this way. And all of a sudden people are just bombing past us. Like, people are just, like, not slowing down at all. Like, coming. Like, it's a one-way. It's, like, a one-way road. And people mirror are going to both mirror. ways. So they're just, like, no, they'll just, like, go. And then, like, hope the other person doesn't go. And then they'll just, like, weave in and out whenever they have room. It's, <laughs> crazy. it's gnarly. No way. It's sketchy. What, so what were you driving over there? Um, Well, we were supposed to have this, like, little dinky car. But we had... We all had the baby with us, so we didn't couldn't fit all of our suitcases in it. So we had like a, I think it was a Volkswagen, like a some kind of station wagon thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was it was so weird. It actually, by the end of it, it was fine to drive on the wrong side of the road. But yeah. it was just weird at first, man. Like just weird. And all their grocery stores are like little like gas station grocery stores. It's oh weird. really? Huh? Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think anything in Europe is like. Canada, where we have a gigantic super, super yeah, style yeah. grocery store. Yeah, they don't have the room for it, I guess. No. Everything's just packed in there. And the, like, all the houses are old and cool. We went and golfed uh, St. Andrews, which is cool. Ooh. It's like one of the, the oh. master's courses, but we yeah. could obviously... That's so, the one with the big, like, uh, it's not a castle or something. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. But uh, it's like right on the ocean. Yeah, uh, but is gorgeous. So they have like seven different courses there. And, like, apparently to golf on the main course, you have to have, like, a certain handicap. There's, like, a three-year wait list. So we, like, got into, like, the shitty course. (laughs) So, like, the worst course of the seven courses. And it was, like, golfing in, like... Seven courses? There's seven courses. And so it was, like, golfing. It would be, like, us going out to, like, out in the field and just... (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, there was no hills. It was, like, a par three. Uh, It was still cool to go over there and golf, though. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just, yeah cool to show up to a venue that's yeah it's just cool class. to see like this is like one of the most famous golf courses in the world you guys yeah. remember being in moncton and we did that little par nine? Oh yeah yeah and we rented clubs and they gave us three clubs <laughs> oh yeah that was <laughs> a putter a pitching wedge and a nine. Oh, yeah. yeah and that that's all you needed which didn't didn't like compromise the game at all <laughs> yeah but 
the greens were so shit. They were like so dried out. They were drying and pulling apart. <laughs> so you had to like putt over a jump, like a little <laughs> canyon gap to oh, get better. to the hole. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> we went and did that uh, pitch and putt thing in Whistler again this year. It was oh, so, yeah. It was so Dude, funny. Did you hear about this? No. You know the thing I have in the backyard? Yep. Think of that in like the deep Narnia's woods. Yeah, uh, forest. Yeah. It's like so sweet. cool. I guess just to, I'm not going to give away the location because I don't want too many people go. Like you don't want to ruin the place with yeah, hooligans yeah, yeah. and shit. But um, so it's just like this little like you have to hike up into the woods. Like you're in, you have to like know where you're going to find it. So basically, you take a wiffle ball and like a nine iron, and you just like they have like these little pallets with tea boxes, and then you sh- they have like these little like the greens are sand. With a hole in the middle. So it's like if you get onto the green, that's a point. And if you get it in the hole, so it's only one shot. So it's not like you're putting. You just yeah, like yeah, basically yeah. chip it and it's like you had to go somewhere uphill, downhill. It's pretty cool. Yeah, huh. and, and like with a nine iron and a wiffle ball to do like a 50 foot shot, it's a full swing. So you, you kind of feel like you're doing real golf. That's cool. And yeah. it's an 18 hole. It's tough too because like. balls did you lose? So the, I, so there is some like rules that they tell you not to lose bunch balls, and at the, the time that we did it, we actually came out with an extra ball. But I don't know how you guys did. This yeah, we time. didn't lose any balls this time. But yeah, they have like so their rules are like if you get it on the green, that's one point. If you get it in the hole, there's that's two points. If you hit the water hazard, that's minus one. If you lose a ball, that's minus two. And then they have like these little biohazard holes like scattered mm-hmm. around. Bio. So you end up, yeah, it's like a little, yeah, just like a it's normal. It's got hole. like the biohazard symbol on it. <laughs> it's just like this yellow. It's literally just a hole that fall something would fall into. But yeah, if you if yeah, and like there's one hole where you're ready chalked up, and uh, I I honestly think like maybe a sixty degree wedge might get up it It is gnarly it's hard yeah it's like it'd be like hitting from where we're sitting easy over over the rafters through the roof there it's like you have to pitch it yeah you have to like scoop it as well but it's hard hard. to do that with a ball too yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and it looks like they just stole the uh mats off our driving range (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so some of these mats are haggard they're like nothing they're down with like the the rubber they're, yeah and so you're of the, hitting off of those so. some of the tea boxes the pallets are like falling oh yeah over. the, the pallet <laughs> you know like so if you're lucky like the way it's teetering sometimes it's good for the lefties sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's good for like you step too far to the edge and the tea the the tea box is gonna fall off <laughs> But That's it's super cool. cool. No, it was I want to build one in Calgary. Right. I really we I want to build one. I got, got a, a spot planned out and everything. Yeah, I think you could do it out in like Moose or Bragg or something. You can no, find I, was, a spot. I was thinking like close, yeah, close. Yeah, really close. Fish Creek or something. You could probably do yeah, it somewhere. Yeah, Carburn or something. Yeah. I got one right by my place. I think it. Actually, yeah, right below your place would be mint for something like yeah, that. Yeah, like on that hill. Yeah, hiding. I got. I. I. I picked it out. Scouted yeah. the spot. Yeah. 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 And start building. Yeah, this must have took them like years to build, though. Like this is they put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, the dude who showed me it said his buddy made it, and I uh, apparently they do like a full on tournament. Oh yeah, all year, once a year. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Huh. Man, you're just inhaling all sorts of things over there. 
Well, oh, he's got the 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 ZVs. The... Is, uh... He's got the no. He's got the Zimbabwe's Zimbabwe, out. <laughs> I don't inhale these. You got the Zimbabwe's out. The Zimbabwe. You don't inhale Zimbabwe's. <laughs> Zinachinos or whatever they call them. Zinachinos. <laughs> I love the names. Like, uh, like the kids right. come up for that. It's so funny. Tucker Carlson. You know that guy. <laughs> Zimbabwe's. Oh, that's uh, good. Where's nah. that guy going? P, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. He's out. Didn't, didn't even sign off. So good. Who would be a? Who would be like a bucket list podcast guest that you guys would want? Boy, that's a that's a question worth sitting on. Yeah, that's. I go Justin Trudeau. Oh. I would love to get him sitting in here. <laughs> Actually, guy. that would be. I would. I wouldn't mind talking to him. I just yeah. like. I want to see who. Like, anytime he's talking, like he doesn't even believe what he's saying. I just want to like actually talk to the guy. Or just what, hear him out. Yeah, like if he can actually even do that, I don't know. Well, as long as his like script guy gets to come. Then no, he can't come. The script guy can't come. No. Script guy. <laughs> what? Are you yeah. Oh, we're rolling. Oh yeah. Jesus. What are you doing? No. You guys got nothing? Oh, let's see. I'd love to sit down with like. Okay, how about someone that would actually be realistic to get? I I just don't know what I would talk to them about. I feel like, you know, I'd love to pick the brain of any, any athlete who was the guy. The guy. Jordan, Carmichael, uh, you know, like. But I mean, you can watch interviews with those guys. Yeah, but I feel like you don't get like a long, like, long form conversation. Yeah, like, where they're actually like just being like they're not just talking about like getting like, to find out their true mindset of like, are they just a different species of person that can think differently, operate differently? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. How do you get that elite? <clears throat> In yeah. anything. I don't even care what it is. Like, I, I would even talk to who's some big fucking business guy some trump type guy you know like yeah what's the mindset of i don't you don't take no for an answer with yourself with anybody yeah yeah that would yeah or anybody in in a different discipline and see how it translates yeah to like, that's you, interesting, you know because right? we're we're we all got our own lives and we're like going through things processing things on our with the tools that we have and the the know-how that we have or the know-how that we know yeah. and and just uh yeah talk to somebody else like from a different walk of life yeah and what they're applying well it's, yeah it's all cross transferable right like it's yeah. gotta be yeah. yeah well that's why um, i get i get a lot out of listening to like ultra marathon runners on podcasts yeah. and stuff like like it doesn't matter what david sport. goggins david Goggin. yeah. yeah yeah and it doesn't have to be ultra marathon it could be a, like the polar opposite sport could be like too, some chess but players it's just the same yeah. you know well, same thing going on uh, kind of a bit of a tangent here but did you see that uh you hear how many calories like a chess player burns in a in a master's chess match really yeah. fucking Dude. nuts those really? guys will lose like 10 pounds they're sweating like just the, the yeah, is like wild. How long is the same amount of calories in just like one game? How long is a game? 
I don't I don't know. So they do there's like two or three different forms of chess. There's like speed chess where every play has to be in under like 30 seconds or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's like I don't know, some different kinds, but yeah, they're like working for it. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's some of it I feel like is just like poker. Cuz you can totally just it's play a bluff, 100%, right? Yeah. So how do you trick that guy into thinking you're you're playing this play, but you're yeah. really playing a different. Mm-hmm. I guess that goes on the motocross track. You do that too, right? When you can't get by. Oh, and you know, it's always Michael a cat Lassie and mouse. Guy. It's always a cat and mouse game, right? Yeah. You gotta, are you the cat or the mouse? Oh, I'm going outside, so he tries to block. Oh, tuck under. Jet is super good at that. Yeah. Like watching him tuck underneath it, like making a guy think he's going outside and then tucking underneath Dude, the bus mm-hmm. on. All the supercross guys. All the oh. top supercross guys, the way they can. It's carve inside on. It's web, like it web, defies web, oh, web yeah. Just yeah. pivot that bike. I don't know how tires now. stick like that. Even I don't even care what kind of rubber they're using. They're using like voodoo to get a bike <laughs> to Witch, stick and uh, turn like that. Yeah. It is weird. Actually, it's... speaking about rubber and this bit of a, <laughs> it's a tangent too. Which this is the one thing I thought was a little bullshit at Destinations was Team Canada didn't get factory tires. Huh. I was like, come on. Who really? decides that? Well, Dunlop, I guess. Yeah, there was a Dunlop rig there, but they just like brought the tires up and they didn't mount them with factory tires. Hmm. I was like, what? Come on. Yeah. Like, did they all run? Uh, I heard there was some talk about running paddles. I'm guessing no one ran it. It didn't look no, deep enough at all. No, no, not on yeah. that. A track. lot of people say they do it for the start, though. That's crazy to me. Yeah, That's crazy. Still, like. It seems ridiculous to me. Um, that looks like hard clay. I could see it on something even slightly softer, though. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually, I never really got a good look at too many people's bikes. I mean, the only bikes I were kind of interested in was the Yamahas, just to see what cool shit was on those. <laughs> but, um, I know, like, yeah, Caroli was a diehard scoop guy yeah scoop guy. maybe the pirelli is different though than the dunlop i bet it's, yeah. maybe Pre- it works better on the harder stuff the pirelli has quite like a quite a thick tread pattern mm-hmm. um, yeah it's got like almost a knob on top of the, the like the paddle right yeah yeah but um yeah i don't know but yeah that's i thought that was kind of a little bogus yeah. that mm. they didn't get factory tires yeah. being at like a race like yeah. that so yeah, you'd oh. think you'd want Dunlop would want their like all their guys to do good, right? I don't know. Yeah, not that yeah. it makes probably didn't make a difference. I guess where do you draw the line of who gets a factory? Yeah, tire you're gonna give yeah. Estonia. Estonia is getting right. factory tires. Yeah, there's that one dude from Estonia who rips. Yeah, Tanel, yeah. Tanel, like no, that. then there's the other guy. What's the other guy? Like Rick, six foot Rick seven Elzinga. or Rick Elzinga. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like, yeah, like there's some like B final riders that are. You know what would be the point? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel like Canada is a good enough country that you'd be like, yeah. well, it's I don't know. Well, you would think with riders with I don't know. You would think that they would call it factory support would get factory tires, but I don't know. Yeah, times are tough. I think just remind the boom U five seven one. U five seven one. There we go. We can hear the ping. ping. <laughs> <laughs> that actually just reminded me of another guy that passed away recently, Jeff Alessi. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's weird. 
I don't know the full story. Does anyone I, know the full story on that? I, I heard know. heart attack. Heart attack. Heart attack yeah. Who wow. knows? Who knows? Pretty. Thick. You can't even. I guess they can't even call it a heart attack. They just say cardiac arrest. Yes. If you're not in progress of a heart attack, they truly don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that, that after the fact. Crazy. Don't know. Yeah. He's only like. He was only a few years older. So. He was yeah. thirty. Yeah. He was like thirty-four, I think, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. He gets a lot of shit, but I like. He was a good dude when he was in Canada. He was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a sense of humor. You, you got to think a guy like that, right? Like, good intentions, good guy, but was he just out of the social? scoop of things because of how he was raised oh definitely like, is that why he was a little bit <laughs> off in certain scenarios yeah yeah, yeah why people ripped on the lsc family in general right yeah. yeah actually well like even like i like mike mike was cool he was a cool guy too and, he was super nice to me but like to give weight and credit to what chris was saying like i remember being at arena cross and Mike was like, oh, like, hey, Keelan, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, like, hey, man. And he's like, just out of the blue. He's like, um, oh, fuck, now it's on the <laughs> Is that your best Michael Essie impression right there? Like, let's give that another hey, man. go. Hey, man. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, oh, yeah. He was like, hey, man, like, you ever watch Grown Ups? <laughs> And he's like, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I watched it last night. Best movie ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's so funny when they go down the water slide. And I was like, okay. That's so good. Yeah. Uh. And then he's, yeah. Uh, then he said something like he's going to watch Grown Ups 2 later or something, <laughs> like after the race. But just like, but he was like a happy-go-lucky guy. Like he just wanted to. Yeah, I don't I know. I feel like we didn't catch him in his, like, peak uh, crazy times. When though. he was gnarly. Yeah, yeah. he was just having well, a good yeah. time. Oh, yeah, when, like, I guess when you're in the States and everything's so much more serious. Yeah, and you could potentially win races. Uh, it's a lot different. Uh, like, I remember going to the line just in Canada, and, and Fasciati was his on the line and just joking <laughs> around, sitting on his bike. He's like, okay, the, the brake is on this side and the clutch is on this side? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Just all jokes, right? Yeah. yeah. It just keeps it fun, light, and yeah. I can't see keeps you coming. I can't see Colt like. It, it was, it was something like cheeky like that. It was so funny. Yeah. Wow. Colt's just in the zone when he's racing. Mm-hmm. I got absolutely reamed out by Colt at one race, man. <laughs> just. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember this. Was it, was it rightfully this? so? Uh. Oh come on. Kinda, kinda, but. Like there was his story and then there was mine, and I it was an arena cross race. This was before we had him on the podcast, wasn't it? Too it had to have been. Yeah, because I think you were worried about it when he was coming on. He's like, you're like, oh, I mean, we have beef. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Fuck him now. (laughs) Guys retired. (laughs) Old gray hair. (laughs) Don't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the story? Let's hear your side of the story. Well, we just had an arena cross race, and I piled up on the start. And then I, uh, yeah, actually, dude, I got so screwed at this race. It sucked. So I piled up on the start, and it was a heat race. And then I'm trying to, like, get into position, and... To, or get into a qualifying position well he comes around to lap me and the lap time's like 18 seconds long and um 
but I had already let the leaders through and he had to have been in like third or fourth place or something like that. And I just wouldn't let him by because I'm just like, oh. I'm like, I got to <laughs> fucking, I got to get into this race too. And, and then he just lights me up after the race, like yelling at me. And it seemed like there's like tears in his eyes because he was just like so fired up to like win the race. And I was kind of like sat back and I was like, and at this time I was like, like idolizing Colton Fassiano. Yeah, and yeah. He was like, oh, oh, great Colton. Like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And like, I, I didn't mean to, and I'd even explain my side. And then, and then I like felt so bad after that. I even like messaged him on Instagram. I was like, cause he was like so fucking pissed and yelling at me and like, pretty sure he called me a fucking idiot. And, <laughs> and then, uh, I felt so bad after that. I messaged him on Instagram and now I kind of wish that. I never sent that message. <laughs> did he leave you on red? <laughs> he oh. might have. He actually probably did. I should go look at that. I'll see if he did. <laughs> I've got to go back like five years and check this message. Yeah. Did you ever get reamed out by any top guys mm. racing? I got reamed out at an REM race in at Glen Helen. Um, it was like junior class. And... Basically, I was passing a guy on the outside, and he crashed on his own, and his buddies on the sideline fucking lost their mind, thinking <laughs> I cleaned them out. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, your your buddy crashed on his own. <laughs> but these guys were, like, ready to start a fight. So they came up bros. to me in the pits. Yeah. Like, whatever, bro. I almost got into a fist fight with Tyler Berriman at uh, Star West. Oh, me, really? and him, we and him. This is back when he was actually racing. Me and him had a battle to the death. Oh, really? Well, he was like, uh, he, uh, I passed him, and then he was not happy about some random Canadian guy passing him. I guess cleans me out, and he was like ready to fight me. But I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm yeah. not gonna fight you, man. Why not? Could have made headlines. Nah. Mm-hmm. Could have been on the TMZ. Maybe. Maybe the was it Brodo Cross back there? there you I could go, have been on yeah. Brodo Cross. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who the hell was that guy? He still he was he worked for Verb for a while, didn't he? I don't know. But once his like cover got blown, he could tell the whole yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like moto memes now. Like, gosh, what? Uh, there's a few people that just hate moto memes in the states. Oh, like, like oh yeah, that guy. Like Heart Rafts. Like I think he said something when Heart Raft broke his back. Oh, did he? Oh. And or something like that, or I don't yeah. know, just like some things that like were a little karmic, maybe mm-hmm. for crossing the line, and yeah, and there's some racers. But that like, just well, that's it. the problem with that's, anonymous accounts, right? But that's yeah. how those things roll. Like it's comedy, right? Like, yeah, it's just like a comedian on stage. You expect them to hold back. Yeah, when like they you're see not gonna something. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. fuck, call that's it the out. Point it's of hilarious. The, that's yeah. the point you know? of the page like, so, a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's different Unless, when I guess someone's it's just paralyzed or whatever. But yeah, yeah. or if it's yeah, tasteless or something. But yeah, define tasteless though, like because some some people for someone's that got a taste for it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah, some do. Yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah. I don't know. I think life altering injuries though is definitely Yeah, that's probably over the line. But yeah. I yeah, I don't know if he if Moto Memes ever said something about like heart rafts <laughs> injury, but I remember like reading a post and just like heart rafts chick. So it was like maybe Cooper's chick too, just lighting it up lighting oh, him boy. up, being like, You are a fucking spineless piece of shit. 
blah 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 and i was like oh damn he, he was shit. getting some hate from pulp too for making fun of jt's hair <laughs> oh really yeah they were very offensive like dude it's his hair who gives a shit jt's really? hair is a little it's a little out there <laughs> you know. and pulp's getting mad about yeah. it yeah yeah they was had a race tech rant about it oh really <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's yeah, funny. Like, Come on, man. Who I cares? did find the I did find the message from Colt, and I was left on red. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> oh shit! What year was Resend this? it. Resend <laughs> it. <laughs> it was 2018. Oh yeah. April 20th. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh shit! No, never mind. No, I didn't. He said, "All good, dude." No. <laughs> you jumped no. to conclusions. No, he, left me, he left me on red when I sent a follow up message to reaffirm how sorry I was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's like, after yeah, that, man, I get it. We're good. After that, you're just <laughs> yeah. being a pussy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just a punk ass bitch. He's like, man, I'm busy. I'm. Good. I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I got my six titles to dust off. <laughs> what do you guys think um, McNabb will do? He's riding for Phoenix Honda next year, right? Down Soupy. Down Soupy. Well, I Dude, was... I think if any Canadian kid can stay consistent and not crash and crash himself out they're doing good mm-hmm. um so Especially if he can make like 10 if he can make mains and not crash out yeah if he can make every great, main man. that's awesome yeah yeah well what was pettis doing he was, he, he, was he was like a occasionally a inside 12. the top he got 10, a, he got like a fifth he got a fifth in a mud race yeah, yeah. so I, his biggest thing was kind of not crashing i think out he'll do pretty qualifying. similar to that like <sighs> probably depends on the coast he's on that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like, Who's there's r- always a, such a big hype for the like West Coast, and it mm-hmm. seems to go like haywire for everyone. Yeah, so it's, well, it's weird. You've seen it with Pettis like how many years? That and lighting every, it up in a heat every race like and then, yeah. PC's team yeah. seems to lose all their riders before the A one even starts. Do you think part of it's because more of the tracks are outdoor stadiums where they're exposed to the elements more, so these mm. guys are kind of caught off guard whether it could be cold rainy yeah that anaheim moisture with the hard pack yeah i don't know man versus you go to texas and you're in these stadiums i gotta say like if like the chance to ride a1 if like i could do if i want hit the lottery today i would train my ass off to ride a1 that's like a dream that i would not give up on what if we sponsored you how much money would you need Oh fuck! I need like over a hundred grand just to like put my body back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need I that. Just, I I I got I just got to be a story able to put for your you guys. Foot in a boot. The other day, Jackie and I were riding to her parents' place for uh, Thanksgiving dinner, and we pulled by these jumps in Fish Creek Park. <laughs> and some kids have been making some pretty sweet dirt jumps down yeah. there, and I'm on my little pink bike. With the basket. <laughs> and I see these jumps like, Jackie, I got to hit these jumps. <laughs> and she she dropped my bike in the garage and dented the seat post so the seat doesn't go down anymore. Right. And somehow I got in trouble for it. <laughs> but so we show up there and I realize I can't put my seat down. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm going for these jumps anyways. <laughs> and I come down. I rail this corner and I go for this jump. I'm like nose high. <laughs> I land and like because the seat's so high, like like XC high yeah. post roadie. I land, 
my ass hits the seat and I bounce and it just hucked me <laughs> yeah, over the bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I like I have a big bruise on my hip still. <laughs> Oh. I landed hard enough on the seat, the saddle rails bent down. Oh, my <laughs> God. And, uh, yeah, I'm still recovering from it, that one. Is the basket still on the bike? Basket's mint. Oh, perfect. Basket's <laughs> mint. Still fits a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. Incredible. What, uh, like, okay. It's no secret. Like, this stuff happens to you quite a bit. <laughs> like, do you ever, like, beforehand, do you just know that something might happen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, when I was riding that pink bike, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I could eat it. I was, like, pretty confident, though. <laughs> Coming, oh. like, around the corner, I was like, yeah, I can. I, these are, like, I don't know, five, six foot jumps. Like, on a bike, I, like, I hit way bigger jumps all the time. I got this. But that the seat post way up in the air is like yeah. a deal got... breaker. I did not think it was going to be that big a deal. You know what? It is a big deal. That's the only time I've ever been hurt on a bicycle was hitting a jump with the goddamn seat post up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It, like my knees all messed up. I, I uh. ate it big time. Oh, and then like almost a month ago now, I went riding with Sam and Taryn Gerber. Yeah. And, uh, we were going down uh, John Gee. Have you ridden John Gee? Uh, I don't know. So, I don't think so we did all the gnarly technical stuff and all the jumps. And then we're on this fast bit. And like I go to like pop over a root. And because I'm on my flats, I don't know if the root just tapped the tire and the bike went away from me. I lost both feet off the pegs <laughs> and I'm going like mock chicken. Dragging my feet behind the bike, <laughs> aim straight at a tree, and I just like barely miss the tree, and like I like caught up in my bike, and I like talk on myself. But holy <laughs> fuck, it was like, it was a close call. Nice. That was a sketchy one. How do you how do you compare to Sam and Taryn on a mountain bike? Um, I, honestly, I think we're all like really close to the same level. Yeah, I feel like if I put in. If I have, like, a month of just, like, riding three days a week, I'm at, I feel like I level up pretty quick. Yeah, I think so, too. But, um, like, when we all go out, I don't know if we all just try our hardest, but we all seem really, really close, and it's always a lot of fun. Taryn rips, though. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. I only went mountain biking with him once, but he was pretty ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to like hitting something for the first time, I think I got most people beat. Yeah, you'll but, just send it. But uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you end up on your pink bike over the bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie, I got to hit this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, so you got in trouble for the seat post being too high? Yeah. Well, so it, it was, uh, no, no, it was, I got in trouble because I put my bike on the, 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 like the, the rack you work on the bike, like uh, the little, like the the stands, yeah. the bike stand, and I didn't like cinch it down. So when she went in the garage, she bumped it. It fell off. It put a dent in the the, the actual frame, so you can't slide the seat post down. Oh, uh, and somehow I got in trouble for it. 
Shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> Fucking women. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But. Yeah. Huh. Women. It's <laughs> like uh, King of the Hill. Everybody's just going to women. <laughs> women. Women. Yeah. Propane. Propane. Propane and women. Propane accessories. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you need a moment to take a breath. Yeah. Those, some those, good laughs. Some yeah. good laughs. Some good yeah, catching good up. Mm-hmm. After pee, really bad. Yeah, that's what I did. It was it was well worth it. Well worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm on my backup backup beer now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's what you been up to, Chris? What's been going on? Not much for me. Just you know, work. Raise the little guy. Work, raise the little guy. Try to the grind never stops. Not not right now, you know. Got to try to make uh, make some money while I got some energy and some youth, and uh, take advantage of some opportunities and do it now. And if it doesn't work out, then change it up in the future. You know, don't wait. I don't want to wait ten more years to figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figure out something's not totally. going to work. So that's, it's either got to buckle down now or. Totally. Well, Makes it's, sense. it's that same dynamic with moto. Like, how hard do you push yeah. before either something's not working or, like, it's the same thing, man. It's you know, and it's, it's like a balance. It's not. It's not balance. easy, right? Like you're talking about those not easy days at the track mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I should just pack it up and go home. Well, shit, there's how many not easy days do you have at work, and do they pay off? Right. Usually they do, but like you got to draw well, a line somewhere. The the payoff is not instantaneous. I no, can tell you that. Yeah. No. There's no payoff today you or tomorrow. S- you see it's it years from now. It's gonna. Ha- that's the only thing that keeps it going, right? Is mm-hmm. like. I disagree. Oh, let's you hear could, it. Yeah, give her. Yeah, I'm. I I need to learn something. Actually, if you got uh, no, something to say. No, this is this. No, yeah, but, so, yeah, but I was you, thinking about the finish line. I was going to say masturbating is quite an. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, but you gotta you gotta work for that too, I suppose. So a little bit. It just seemed. Did you ever find like when you're just grinding week after week after week, you just get caught up, so caught up in like the momentum of everything, and you're just like, you start to question like what you're doing with yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that I think I do question it probably more frequently than I should. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just diamond. getting caught up in it like that and and asking myself, yeah, is it worth it? Right? But then yeah. you think about, like, it's always like, yeah, it could be like, grass could be greener the, somewhere else. The, but the starting over, though, is always such a big so hurdle scary. to get your head around, yeah. right? Well, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right with, now, too. Without right? kind of being forced to do it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. whether it's yourself forcing yourself from some situation or an external factor, like you get fired from your job, it's hard to restart but it kind of like you kind of like have no choice at that point yeah it's a different thing to like kind of say okay i'm gonna take a different path that's a way scarier thing right Mm -hmm. okay well i got a question for all three of you guys what what would be your fuck it scenario so where you're just like and it's only about you like like disregard your women Mm -hmm. disregard your parents even your children for now like, what would be your bucket scenario where you're just like, fuck this. I'm out of here. This is what, this is where I'm going. Uh, that's so hard. Like, it's like, you can't even quantify in your head what, I don't know. I, at least I can't. 
Well, like, what I do you feel mean? Like, like f- you, I feel like most of these things happen on such a, they just chip away at you so yeah. over such a long period of time you don't even realize it. But I can't uh, even true. think I'll, of one I'll, incident, like I'll, one big enough thing that would happen. Yeah, it's not just one. Okay, well, okay, well, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you one. I'll okay. give you one before I'll you give, ask give your you my, next question. Okay, well, I'll give you my answer too. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you want mine now? Sure. Okay. Okay, my, my fucking scenario would be. Fuck it, I'm I'm going south and I'm moving to a beach town and just eating cheap tacos and gonna be nude on a beach surfing. So I'll tell you my fucking scenario would be like because it's mostly to deal with people I'd say in my industry, right? Yeah. They, they're the ones that are gonna make me say fuck it. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's what I was getting. And then so, I'll end up in the woods somewhere because, you, you know, it's fucking deal with people. off the fucking grid. No. no no chance of people finding you or anything like that and living off the land like some. Oh, yeah. I, I like that know, idea, too. Off the land. Cause, okay. But that's the only way I say fuck it because otherwise I've, I've played this scenario out where you just end up in some other city because let's say you're sick of this place. We end up in some other city that's probably the same city. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Might f- end up in the same job. Or a different job that ends up with the same bullshit because whether your job is dealing with a piece of equipment or people, it's going to piss you off at some point oh, in yeah. time, yeah. right? Yep. So I think the fuck it scenario is like, yeah, you just got to so, get it. So what okay, I, oh, I oh. didn't understand the question is like, yeah. I was kind of what was, was the trigger to get to the fuck it scenario? That's what I, I was kind of thinking that's the same it, way. That's as whatever topic. it is yeah. to you. But I want to like, so what's, what's living off the land look like for you? Because I think about that a lot too. Where it's like, man, we spend a lot of damn money on I'll, food, I'll, and I'll tell you, that's exactly it. You got to get a a big enough piece of land where you are living off of. You've got like a a lake you can stock or a pond you can stock and fish out of. Yeah. You've got deer and some kind of wild yeah. life coming on there. Like, I mean, you got to have some serious land, or even have like a little herd or something. A little herd, and yeah. it's gonna take you know restocking and investing and making sure they're breeding and things like that to make yeah. sure you're fed for the future. Yeah. But Healthy. yeah, like no power. So your house is heat from the trees you chop down. You burn them in that stove oven. You cook off that. You heat your house off that. You go to bed when the fucking sun's down. You wake, yeah. You know, yeah. like. So, so that kind of stuff though, like. Not I easy. Think everybody needs to get them more on board with, right? I feel like getting you can say when fuck this, it real quick to that scenario up, too. Get though. up when the sun comes up, though, is like, a, it's pretty dreamy. Let's be honest. Well, what, what if yeah. you what if you have a hybrid model where it's like you're partially living off the land, you have somewhat of a source of income, yeah. so you're OnlyFans account. Yeah, yeah. Well, here you go. I definitely think that's a doable thing too because like, the, there's the homes. There's people that do that, right? Like. Can't remember what I was watching, but there's some guy he does that up in Alaska or something, right? Oh, he yeah. like flies yeah. into town once a month. He does a few trade jobs that he's good at to make a quick buck. Yeah. Um, gathers some supplies, flies back off the grid, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people seem happy, mm-hmm. but also billionaires seem happy, and like you know, so you're looking from the outside in at this, yeah. but I think. Like I said, you could get real tired of living off the land real quick too, I think. Like you just like that one winter where you didn't quite get enough and you're starved, you know, you're barely yeah, scraping yeah. money, just fuck it. Go back to McDonald's, man. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I I keep like 
I, I read something a long time ago and it always sat with me with it's like what what struggle is worth your while like mm-hmm. where what are like, yeah everything's a struggle what's but, worth fighting for but yeah really? what's what's what struggle is is worth it for you well and i mean i don't know if you guys ever got told it but my dad constantly anytime we're growing up he says okay you want something you're gonna have to sacrifice something else so yeah it it's still gonna be a struggle you're not gonna get to see your friends if you want to be a professional racer or something right like yep um or even school you want to do well in school fuck you can't have much of a social life because you got to be focused on yep your goddamn books and actually learning yeah Mm -hmm. it's give and take with everything in life oh yeah okay what's what's jared todd what's your fucking scenario um well i kind of quit my job recently so i guess i kind of reached my fucking scenario a little bit you're close a little bit for sure um i guess for me it was just like I didn't like I quit because I was uh I didn't feel like I was learning anything. I wasn't growing anything growing I wasn't learning anything, I wasn't growing towards anything. I just like I thought of like the next forty years of my life of just being like yeah. what I could just like what the fuck have I been doing? Like I've been doing the same shit forever. Um, so that's part of it. And kind of like I've thought a lot about like the off the grid stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I don't have a like a ton of optimism on the society of the future. Um, just with, you know, schools and shit and the alphabet people or whatever in the school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, uh, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. yeah, just like, I don't know. Like, Has that come more to light for you since you've had your kid? or is I think it's that, and I think it's also ramped up a lot in the last unless, two years. Yeah. And you hear horror stories and shit, but... Definitely Part of me just wants to the, go and like have my well, plus they're talking about eating bugs and shit instead of meat and yeah it's pretty fucked up. I mean you never know like maybe it's just hopefully it's nothing but you never know right like I would it'd be sweet to have your piece of land you can have chickens, have your own eggs, hunt your own food, have your own garden, homeschool your kid. I mean like, <laughs> but that's it's a lot life, like life changes though like you're oh it's in, definitely different right? you're you're basically working to just survive every day like there isn't really fun let's say well that's it depends, like right? if you have a like, shit job living with high rent and everything else and then the city becomes survive. a shit show yeah, yeah the city's a shit show there's crime everywhere people but are like, looting stores you know, I like, look at us it's like okay i still get to go ski i can go riding i can go golf i can do all these things i feel like if i live off the land it's that's maybe over. Yeah, you don't really have well, like an income, right? Well, what if it's a, it's just a hybrid model where it's yeah, like totally. Well, I I look at it where it's like, man, what like, what what do we spend so much of our money on, and and where does most of our paycheck yeah. go? And it's, food and it, rent, food and rent, and government, and yeah, government, and how? <laughs> so like, what can you keep, and what could you get rid of? Yeah. And it's like. Could you could you get to a point where you could save money here and there by doing it yourself, simplify it, maybe have a garden, I don't know, but still have a hybrid model where you're reaping the be- benefits of civilization, you're not totally off the land, So maybe have something is fun. Is this where you're seeing, like, I, I can't remember, is it Musk or whoever's doing these off-the-grid kind of mini colonies? I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything about this. this. No, it's like, so, so those are, ph- like, philanthropy models that they're, like ideas they're just kind of expressing yeah. out loud so i think they're just seeing if like you can do 
an off the grid because that would be society like the on most, a modern scale. That would be the most hybrid thing I think you could yeah. almost get to. Wait, so what? But then what it turns into like? so it's like going back to you know like okay we've got this you know we'll set up this village here and everybody's kind of got their thing that you. There's no money exchange or anything like that, but everybody's there for the common, common good. It's all that. trade. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and um, that sounds like, like a colony. Yeah, there's yeah. no money. There's no nothing like that. It's but, a Hutterite colony. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a Hutterite <laughs> colony. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's where we're going. Right? <laughs> um, I have this brilliant idea. <laughs> Never <laughs> been thought of before. That's all it is, is it's taking, taking people back, you know. And we're not yeah. going to shave. <laughs> it's new age. Yeah, we'll pay so. people to come and pregnant our our wife so it's not inbred or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's what they go. do, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's they got some yeah. There's some interesting stuff that comes out of there. Great <laughs> bacon though. Great, Great bacon. bacon. Oh, the hydrate bacon. bacon is the best. It's so oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ba- cheap though, that shit. That's how they get their money. Oh yeah. Seventeen bucks for a little thing of yeah. bacon. Oh, and they're they're uh they hustle you too. Like we do uh we do work for them and they Yeah. They wanna lowball you all the time. <laughs> My parents got lots of like our furniture and stuff built by the hydrates when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just got I I picked it out of the alley. A Scandinavian chair. I just looked it up on, on Google. It it's worth like six hundred bucks. I'm pretty stoked. Nice. Wow. Yeah, found her in the alley. Who else would find Jeez. a six hundred dollar chair in the alley? <laughs> I don't know if it's six hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe brand new. It's, it, they say it's six hundred bucks online. I'm sure you can't get even close to that. But yeah. I'm pretty stoked on it. Nice. Okay, Jared, is that final answer for your um, screw it scenario? Did I give you all my answer? I think I did. I think so, yeah. Living off the land, homeschool well, your kid. I don't know. I I like building shit. I like building shit. Well, living off the land, you're, you're building, building water. Everything. Oh, yeah. You can build yeah. need everything you need, right? Yeah. Have a little yeah. welding I love shop. that idea. I don't know if you're going to be welding, running off of No, you need to have power. You need yeah, power. You'd have to start bringing in yeah, your power. You can't live without power. What do they call that? Uh, oh, that even runs off natural gas. Those little bloom... Blue box, Bloomberg box, or something oh. like that. Me? Yeah. So I'm going a different way with this. My fucking scenario is more of a moral thing. I'm going to lie, cheat, and steal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rob a bank. Well, you know what? You there, could get away with there it. There is easily. definitely something to be said about that. Like, if you're done with society, and well, fuck it. Yeah, why not? Like, Yeah, they've been fucking me for too long. I'm going to fuck yeah. them, right? And, and I bet you that's... Most of the people in that situation are exactly in that scenario. Yeah. They said, "Well, fuck it, you, you know, like, yeah, you're like, stealing from me. I'm gonna steal from you so yeah. I can feed my." And family you know what? And- a well thought out organized crime probably <laughs> this is goes smooth, right? Until they get you in interrogation, they pull this video up, and if you fucking talking about robbing a bank, <laughs> yeah. Todd, is this in fact you? This is talking about robbing a bank. Me stealing TVs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Me. <laughs> you guys know that skin? David Garvin stealing TVs. <laughs> oh, that could be any old fat ball guy. <laughs> That's on a role model, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah, so yeah. funny. That that definitely is the not best me. movie. Definitely not time. me. That's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that that's kind of the fuck it scenario I come to. So and and then uh, actually, it's more of uh like uh fight night. Or as a fight club. Fight club. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn down a government building kind of <laughs> idea. 
more, more, more than like survive off the land. That's yeah. my fucking yeah. scenario. Burn it all to the ground. Yeah. So you'd steal, you'd steal, and then just like get rid of your identity and take off. Would Probably. you be on the run or would you go oh, off? Oh no, you off have to grid. go on the run. I think there's Dude, no way. Fucked. You can't run. What if you yeah. go off grid? You could. I don't know. I think you got to leave the country. I think no matter what, you got to mm. leave. I don't but, know if they're that good at tracking people down these days. Well, you, if you leave the country, they can't track. They can't do anything. Like a lot of places, they can't extradite you. So. Yeah. Could you just like somehow get this crazy stupid loan from the bank, get it like a big mortgage, and just fuck off? And oh just, yeah, just run like run up the debt and not care about it, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and take it off. And just as long as they have nothing they could repossess, you're probably good. Well, it's like like same thing as like giving a ticket to a homeless guy, right? What are they gonna do? They're not gonna pay it. Brian Beaton, best piece of advice I ever got. Brian Beaton said. Uh, if you don't have a driver's license, they can't give you a DUI because they have nothing, nowhere to track you to. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> so. Oh, this smokes. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. I like it. This is all lots to think about. Words yeah. of wisdom from Brian B. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. The fuck it scenario. Well, I'm going to put some thought into but that. But here, now, here right? the, the question I thought you were getting at is what leads to the fuck it scenario? Yeah. What's the trigger? Well, uh, it's it's a trickier one because, like, like I was saying, it just chips away at you till you don't even know yeah, better. It's like one thing. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah personalized. Yeah. Each individual, but okay. Second question, a little more realistic. Let's let's involve our families back into this. Your <laughs> your little ones, your women. What would be your your fuck it scenario now with where you're at in life now and if it hits you and you're just like fuck it what's on your mind and where would you be other than now if you're just like you know what screw it I'm switching it up uh, I'm asking this question because I was kind of presented this question today see I don't think it changes much for me okay. I think I would take I would take my whole family off the grid. It would just take more to get to that point, yeah. right? But, and like, okay. So you're going like with like a, an extreme route. Like This would be extreme. Like okay. society's fucked. You know, we're halfway there, but let's get fully fucked all okay. the way there. Okay. Can't Claus, go to Claus work because people are goddamn mental every day with whatever it is, their expectations of whatever they've got in their life. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like in our industry, we've got all kinds of caps and controls and um, insurance companies trying to bully you out of making a dollar. So, okay, you add all three up, society's fucked, your industry's fucked, and people are impossible to work with. Well, let's get away from it all. You know, and I think you could raise your kid off the land, but he might turn out slightly Michael Essie-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Grown Ups movie was great, I tell you. <laughs> okay. Grown Ups too though. Okay, the I'll, theme I'll, where you like the, the <laughs> cop is skiing off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wanna ask us another question after the other boys asked, but something to think about is do you want your kid to grow up 
without a concept of civilization and being a part of it in society and having a place in society. Depends what that society is. D- that's right. Depends how society looks. Okay. Right? And how, and, and so like, what do you want his involvement to look like? All right. Jared and Todd, I don't hear your answer. Well, I, I don't that's... have a kid, so it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the question after you guys answer your more realistic fucking Well, fucking I think it scenario. doesn't really change, same as Chris, it doesn't really change much for me. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, man, I'm going, we're going, well, we're going to start the commune. We're going to get the, get the gang out there. We're going to start a commune. I'm not entirely opposed to that. Get the commune going? Yeah, or just all your buddy. But then There's it's been like, a lot of... like um, I like the idea of running a commune. But then we have to govern ourselves. Well, yeah. well it has to, there's, there's, there's the hierarchy. And, right. then and then what happens, sudden, what happens when someone's the, a dick? What happens yeah. when and your yeah. friends' kids turn out to be an asshole and then they want to steal the, like all the yeah. cattle or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. there's yeah. always going to be problems. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And society is just dealing with those same problems on a grander yeah. scale because it's. I feel like you can or, manage it better when you're on a smaller scale. Though. Or do, oh, we, yeah. do we have a commune, but we get somebody that we're totally unrelated to to come govern us uh like ai who? chris perzan no no it's gonna be siri siri siri, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> siri what do we do how do we, how I, prefer, do we do? I prefer bing myself bing so. there yeah, you go okay microsoft yeah yeah it'll okay. be a, a technocratic society i've been listening to a lot of podcasts about this AI government so, wait, shit. Wait, so ChatGPT is going to govern us. Yeah. There you go. It's very ob- just objective and doesn't have doesn't have any emotions tied to it. Hate yeah. is stealing all the cows. What do we do? We got to tie them up. Well, yeah, you <laughs> would, you would oust Tate for sure. Tie them up. But um, that's the thing with like <laughs> ChatGPT is it only knows what information you enter, yeah. right? So that's where that would go haywire. Okay. It really depends on, in that in in that sense, it's like society is where the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. So the loudest voice manipulates government, right? I don't even think it's the loudest voice. I think it's just the prominent voice. I don't know, but that's how it works, right? It's the the person screaming at the top yeah, of the building it's, it's... gets the attention. And well, I think part of it is like, and then that's what creates change. Yeah, I think and part of it is isn't if it you like, were to do the same with ChatGPT, it's whoever's at the keyboard typing it yeah, in. Yeah, that makes sense. But well, we all have to go to ke- the keyboard at once to deal with Tate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get the W key. Yeah. <laughs> we all say Tate is a problem. How do we solve this? Well, then Dom and Jared are going to pipe up, be like, we're not tying them up. Well, then we have to ask well, chat GPT again. J- Jared might still tie them up. <laughs> At least until he learns his lesson. Okay. Well, I feel like, but I don't think you're going to have problems like that as much in a commune because they don't have like a ton of outside influence, right? Like there's not a ton of people. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess once it gets to a certain size, I don't know. Or or generations removed, right? Yeah. You come three well, generations happens. down. They don't get why you set the commune up, and then they're mad about the commune. And now they're trying to say that everybody can be whoever they want to be at any point in time during the day. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are one. That's not why our fathers set up the commune. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to rip down the the statue of Jared, <laughs> our forefather. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, yeah. then how do we all agree on how the communes run? Like, what we all have differing opinions, or do we just each have well, that? We, that is society's longest-standing troublesome thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is who decides what we do and how we do it for the people below and beside them? And is there one way that's better than the other? Democratic, yeah. um, kings and queens, communism, communism, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so we all go to the commune. We all have to provide something to the community mm-hmm. and to receive things in return and we have to provide some sort of value mm-hmm. how do we keep everyone accountable that they're they're pulling their weight in the commune you have to like jared's gonna weld things that's the thing you you can't you can't look at everything as necessarily equal weight or okay. you can't look at it as so transactional. Yeah, because you will never get equality out of everything. How could you ever say that, you know, necessarily like both very important to society would be a farmer and a doctor, Yep. right? But how could you put a measurable thing on either of those people, right? Like the doctor has to spend a lot more time and you know knowledge about the human body and science and this and that but if a farmer fucks up growing the crops now everybody starves too yeah so well okay well like here's so you have to go into the commune just knowing that like everybody's gonna have their thing you're gonna do your thing help each other out to do those things until there's a problem you know right but that's the thing is like what okay so like Sorry. And yeah. whose value is like more valuable? Yeah, <laughs> you can't, has, you can't even can't, justify. You just like, can't do that. And people that aren't gonna like say someone's growing cattle and someone's growing and a doctor, like they're not even gonna understand like everything that goes into growing yeah. cattle well, or being well, a doctor well, or the, well, the building peop- shit or whatever. Well, the people that make the commune will understand that. Like we'll yeah. understand that, but then but it, then they, you're just a politician. Well, no, we're well, we're all kind of our own politicians, but this is this is the accountability. Is like, what if we all go into the commune and it's like, let's say Keelan's gonna raise the cattle, Chris is gonna run the garden, and Jared, what do you want to do in the commune? Uh, I can do some stuff. Do some dusting. <laughs> okay, okay, Jared's doing stuff. Okay, so Jared's doing stuff, and let's say Chris and I, all of us, we're doing our thing, but then. Jared decides to fuck off for two days and do hoppe in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and while, while Chris and I are pulling our weight, you know, making beef, making veggies for everybody, Jared's stuff duties is not being met. And we're like, well, well, it's easy. It's e- easy to say when stuff's not being met. <laughs> but if stuff's being met and he still has time to do exactly. hoppe in the woods... <laughs> But what when if, everybody gets pissed, is like, well, his workload isn't as big as mine. Maybe right? I'm just efficient. Yeah, because, you know, some guy's working from dusk till dawn, and then, yeah, you got yeah, a guy who yeah. does a little stuff. Yeah, I mean, then... yeah, there's, there's no <laughs> yeah. perfect scenario, I don't think. But no. what but what if his stuff is, is impacting everybody? Yeah. yeah. That's a problem, right? See, that, that, that's where do? the value of his stuff so, is, uh, what do we do? is measured. Look at it in terms of one household. I feel like the the, the hmm. old traditional farmer's household, right? Everybody had dad, does a little bit of everything. And then the 12 kids. Each of those kids did different jobs, right? Did, were those kids fighting over who was doing more and harder work or anything like that? Or did they all look at, 
We all have a job at this farm. If any of us fuck up, we're all dead. Well, we have we have a farming family listening. Apparently, we could probably chime <laughs> in. Uh, what do the Allisons have to say? Family farm <laughs> checked out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, oh yeah, cool. we got into politics. We're out. <laughs> yeah, we're out. Uh, These um, city slickers talking about farming. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, that's my backup backup beer tipping over. <laughs> um, it's food, yeah, I still kind of want to know. What you guys think would be it? What would lead to the fuck it scenario? It's a hard answer because no matter what, it's like probably going to be a super bad situation, right? Okay, well, what's yours? I don't know. It It's people in my life dying mm-hmm. and not having a sense of direction, right? Or, yeah, opening up a huge portion of my life that wasn't wasn't even thought about before right so does does the fuck it scenario always have to be a negative situation what if you got like a let's say somebody came to you with yeah an opportunity right but what yeah. what kind of opportunity but would it take to, to say, say fuck, fuck it? it you have to give up something i would well, think for sure oh, definitely. right what would you give up for that but scenario? But like, let's say somebody came up to you today and said, "Okay, you can be I Todd. Don't know. You could race a one if <laughs> right, yeah. Well, would you? You got to give up your job and you got to say fuck it. But here's here's your opportunity. Would you say fuck it well, for that opportunity? Mitch Payton calls you and it's like, let's oh, go. Mitch calls me. I'm fucking. That's the fuck it button. But is it doesn't pushed. turn out after race one and you're in the shit. You're kicked off the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it worth saying fuck it for? I, I, yeah. I think yeah. it'd be cool to ride for PC for one, even if it's just for a qualifying session. Well, okay, well, I guess it could be either either flip of the coin where it's like, okay, let's say you're at a point in your life, not quite content. You're, it's like, it could be different. You daydream about some things, and then you also have the things that just grind your gears. So it's like, yeah, somebody could come to you with the things that you daydream about. <coughs> But then you could also be having these scenarios happen to you where you're like, I don't know if this is worth struggling for anymore. Yeah. So maybe there's two answers to the question. Okay, sure. let's say it wasn't something you daydream about, though, but somebody came up and said, okay, I'll give you a, I still don't 10 see... million bucks a year to give up your entire life and come clean sewers. That's pretty easy. Yeah. I would clean see... sewers. Oh, yeah. But you got to give up. Everything in your life, you never get to see your friends again. You never, you know, like oh, this is well, what we no, mean by like, fuck it scenario, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. giving up everything in your life, and you're saying fuck it, I'm out, I'm going. This is the only solution besides yeah. checking see, out. Well, okay, it well, comes to what qu- you're giving up, right? it really well, depends on that. Yeah, the question's getting really complex now. Well, of course so. it is. It's a complex question. Yeah, this is a dirt bike podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for complex okay, questions well, so, about okay, life. Okay, so like, okay, uh, so like, what's What's the bare bones of the question again? Well, what Todd just circled it back to what, what you're kind of willing to give up, I guess. It you, comes yeah. To, and what would lead to that? The fuck it scenario I'm thinking of is what would, because we have all these ideas in our head of what the scenario would, what, would, what the end result would look like. What would be the catalyst 
to be like, okay, we're I'm going to live on this off the grid farm. I'm going to yeah. so do like this in a, thing in a negative sense. Though. Well, I don't know. Probably, it's right? pretty hard to do it in a positive way unless it's a plan you're starting today and you're actually yeah. working towards it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. like all of us could be saving up money to get a piece of dirt and being hippies out in the woods could have right already yeah yeah because yeah. because sure. if if it's not that it's a fuck it scenario well i think probably the easiest answer so far is when my cost of living outweighs my income well that's kind of where yeah. a lot of people are at yeah. yeah where i'm just where it's like you even see a lot of people now where they're even throughout the pandemic where they're moving to totally different states or provinces. Yeah, because moving to like yeah. uh, Halifax or whatever. It's where it's way cheaper. Yeah, Nova mm-hmm. Scotia. Like, or, yeah, moving out of the major city centers because it's like... But they're moving from like one city center to the next. <laughs> yeah. That's where their life is, is in the major city center with, you know, like a tech yeah. company or mm-hmm. like a downtown core job. But, um, yeah. Well, that's kind of what um, Hayden and Meg have done. They basically had they bought a house that was worth a lot, like a lot more money than than they sold it, and then they bought a house in Monk, like around Moncton, for way cheaper. And like they're gonna have the mortgage put off in no time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're gonna like the amount of income they're gonna need is gonna be significantly less. Yeah, and it's cheap over there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So even like the argument could be made to go to Saskatchewan, but mm-hmm. it's it's getting up there too now. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, yeah. In you literally go. It feels like you do have to go out. Well, coming from kids Here. in the city, it feels like you go out in the middle of nowhere to uh, get something cheap. Well, that's kind of what my parents did too. They that's why they bought a, a oh, piece yeah. of land in Strathmore. Well, yeah. Strathmore would have been yeah. right now. It only feels like twenty minutes away. My roads have gotten better. Yeah. Um, and the city's gotten closer, so yeah, it's uh, it doesn't seem as far of a stretch. But what is forty minutes now was probably an hour. Yeah, twenty five years ago, to downtown too, or whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of the way that works. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. I'm still in the lie, cheat, and steal bandwagon. What? Well, so, what's your catalyst, though? The catalyst. Yeah. Well, it, it would. It comes to like having nothing to lose, and right now I, I think I have enough shit to lose. I have like a clean record. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A clean. Well, that's true though. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you can, tr- you, you not can a, still cross the border. So. <laughs> so, like, if I got some really stupid thing where i can't cross the one dui and you're fucking robbing a bank (laughs) there you go (laughs) but uh that's one thing to weigh in and and i don't know people in my life i have a lot of people in my life i wouldn't want to yeah that that would be the that's the biggest thing for me too is like i don't like i don't want to leave everything i have behind like well, dude, Even, you know, people can come out to the commune if they want. Well, that's true, but like we're talking about a fucking scenario where you have to leave everything behind. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. So that kind of changes everything. I don't want to go live in the off the land, but like, I mean, it'd be pretty lonely out there. 
fucking scenario. Leave everything behind. It's weird, it's weird man. Yeah, I it's think easy when it's just a zombie apocalypse, but yeah, yeah. If you're to lose everybody in your life, I think that's yeah, that's a that'd yeah, be the only like, way to that'd live. be. If you lost everybody in your life, you yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I think that's oh, what I'd, it comes to for yeah. a lot of people, right? Yeah. Well, I think I think we're pretty lucky. We have like a pretty big community. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. don't necessarily have that. They have like some kids they some friends they went to school with or whatever, and then like a couple coworkers or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. That would be like, yeah. I, might, I even think about like Hayden and Meg moving to like across the country. Basically, that that'd be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize they had moved all the way over there. That's cool. Yeah, crazy, deep, deep, deep stuff. Okay, Jared. Yeah, is that are we or are we all agreeing that's the answer? I think so. Or do I you think. guys have your own individual answer? No, I think we're on the same page. If you lost everybody, yeah. yeah if I lo- I would. I don't even know. What oh yeah, I'd, I'd go. I'd go. Uh, what's that? Uh, is it Thrasher? No, what's that guy's name? John Wick, the killer guy. Oh, Punisher. Punisher. That's yeah. it. You go all Old Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just get Just jacked and start vigilante yeah. justice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a fucking scenario. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy show. But I think there could be a point in society where things are just like. I, yeah. I don't know. Claus Schwab is taking over in oh. twenty thirty or whatever, and then who knows? Yeah. It's, At that it's, point, you really it, like in that scenario, you really are picking, going with everyone or doing your own oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there, at that point, there's definitely a counterculture, but I don't know. Do you align with everybody in the? The counter culture part too. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of wing nuts out there too. Mm-hmm. Be eating pea protein and dickless. Dickless. Dickless transvestite. Mm-hmm. What's just gonna be a beige race of asexuals? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we we're all gonna be Asians one day. <laughs> That's what they've been telling us. Yeah, they're gonna be the superior race. I think they already are. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we we are that. we are kind of pointless. <laughs> I'm not getting into superior race talk. <laughs> yeah, that's that seems dicey. <laughs> this, as long as we put ourselves down. Yeah, we put ourselves last. We're good. Yeah, as long as we're at the bottom. You gotta of be the punching up. That's the way. It's, yeah, that's yeah. the way it works. Yeah, we are. Well, I think we are at the bottom of the totem pole. In some aspects, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave that aspects. untouched. Yeah. yeah, in some aspects. Do you guys want to break down the Palestinian-Israel conflict? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get it. deep into it. <laughs> I'm so sick of going on to Instagram or whatever, and it's all I see. That's, I'm glad I don't have social yeah, media for some yeah, of that stuff. You. you still get, you know. Yeah, I'm, it's I, nonsense, I haven't man. seen too much of it. It's... It's heavy though. Holy it is. I, oh, it seems so stupid. Shit, it's like, the whole thing. Things. So it's apparently it's a never-ending war. Yeah, anytime like, you're my talking, my parents have talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Back when. Anytime you're talking younger. civilians and you know babies and women, it's just and, like mm-hmm. it's just it just gets. It's just stupid because it comes down to these fucking dictators and whatever re- the regime leaders that are just like leading their like civilizations to die. And 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 in a weird way, it's like this really weird strategy of chess, where 
with people's they're lives playing, at stake. Yeah, like, they're that's... playing like, okay, well, they can't play this move because we have all these innocent civilians <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, that's what they're playing. And, yeah, so right? Think, it's right? it's a yeah, crazy no, game of like giant chess and there's even it gets even more complicated because then there's like iran is funding all this stuff and then all of a sudden they're bombing saudi arabia and it's like it's nuts and it's always been that way as close as you get to your fuck it moment throughout the day and then you see like things like that happening in the world and you okay i'm not even close to a fucking moment (laughs) it ain't so bad yeah yeah but i mean that's your problem is your problem yeah, let's, what's that quote? The the worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you or whatever? Yeah, it's like it's like what your problem is yeah. is your problem to you. It's like yeah. like we why do we have to compare it to somebody no, it's else? True. Yeah, it's true. You don't have to, but well, I think I yeah, I've, but I've, it's it's like it's kind of a way to gaslight yourself a little bit. Oh, it is. I've mm-hmm. totally like been through that. So, like, but you're not going to compare yourself to others at all then. Well, so I if mean, you don't compare your problems you can't compare yeah you're in your own echo chamber at that point right but yeah but there's like a line because but it's like your problem's still your problem well 100 percent. it doesn't mean you don't have a problem but it's like why are we comparing our problems here but to problems you can even use your own own perspective of your own problems against your own problems yeah to gauge if you're in a better place than you were before or worse right sure so how come you can't do that against somebody else you can, but then all of a sudden you diminish your own, like, whatever you're going through, right? Because it's like I've done – I've gone through this, like, yeah. millions of times in my head because I look at my brother Parker who has CP, and I was like, well, I kind of, like, shouldn't complain about anything. Well, but all at the same time, like, we all deal with shit. Well, and we all have problems, right? He, he doesn't have to deal with some of the problems you're dealing exactly. with. You know? He doesn't. You can look at those things as, like, maybe inspiration to, like – It's just a perspective. Yeah, it doesn't take anything away from it, yeah. but – yeah, can it help you overcome that hurdle you're looking at just to look at it? Sure, but I with guess some perspective. Yeah, but I guess it depends on how many times you draw that comparison or how many times you make that question cuz it's like we let's say we could put Jared or use Jared for an example where it's like I know for a fact you probably asked yourself the question time and time again or not even the question just the Oh, well, like I got a good job. I work with my family, this and that, but I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. But, well, there's a lot of people out there that don't have jobs. So yeah. I should just be grateful that I have a job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how many times are you going to gaslight yourself? Yeah, that you can do that forever and you're going to end up miserable yeah. and old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's that chipping away. Yeah, it kind of goes back. It kind of goes full circle. Almost, right? You're chipping away at your own. Your own aspirations and what yeah. you actually but want you can for your do life. It the yeah. opposite way too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, look at what you got and mm-hmm. start feeling good about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't feel, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, you can build yourself up on on the littlest things, right? You can be like, dude, I have. And a you can become an overinflated, I... e- egotistical <laughs> asshole by doing it the opposite <laughs> way, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you can yeah. get yourself into a depression always, you know, yeah, yeah, comparing yourself to somebody else, and you can do it the other way too. Like, mm-hmm. but what, I think you have to have a benchmark out there because you're out at the practice track riding by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're comparing yourself to yourself. You're in your own world. You have no perspective of what speed actually means. And then you show up to the MXONs and you go, fuck, I suck. And then you show up to ride beside me and you go, fuck, I'm pretty good. <laughs> well, what's the truth? Well, you can be- Well, if you're by yourself, you can benchmark yourself. You can. And it goes sure. back to your original point. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind. Of, it's but, weird. It's so confusing. But how far will that benchmarking against yourself actually get you, and how quickly? But what am I trying to gain? And where am I trying, You're trying to, to be go? the best? Right. Are you going to get better riding with people that maybe some people are? But really am, different, I, am but... I trying to get better yeah. in my backyard, or am I trying to get better at MXON? D- depends. Yeah, yeah depends. Yeah, what your end game is, right? If you want to be yeah. the best racer in Canada, you kind of have to benchmark well, then yourself. I got, yeah. Then I got to start riding with other people in Canada. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I want to get better in my backyard, then maybe you're perf- go... maybe you're perfectly happy you just, just getting better in your backyard. Into the backyard. Well, if you're getting What's better that? in the you, backyard. If if you want to be the best in the backyard, you just have to limit who comes to the backyard. <laughs> yeah, no, but, no, that's no, just it. You're the, the only person in the backyard. You are the best. <laughs> yeah. There but you, you have no perspective on what is the best. But it's my backyard. But also because you're the I'm only the one there, you're also the worst. <laughs> so you're simultaneously the best and the worst because you have no perspective on anybody else in the world. Well, I'm just gonna keep. I'm I'm gonna keep believing the fact that I'm just the best. It's the story. It's the story in this. Until this feeds into until your that point. until that you know, ego or it inside of you is going. Well, maybe I'm the worst. Maybe I'm not the best. Well, this feeds into your point as well, where it a lot of it all depends on which story you tell yourself and which story you're choosing to tell yourself. Because in reality, we can tell ourselves. A really great story. Oh yeah, I, and and a really shitty story, and they both could be true. I only do yeah. this because I go through this at work all the time <laughs> with my with the business, right? You know, a day to day, you get lost month to month, and you think, "Fuck, mm-hmm. I, well, this place is a shit show. I don't know how to run it, etc." We're not this, we're not that, you know. And then all it takes was I had to step into a room with some different people and listen to them talk and go, oh, fuck, what a bunch of morons. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty damn awesome, good at my job. You know? yeah. Yeah. Or then you walk into some big fancy factory and you go, holy shit, this place is like immaculate. There's not a speck of dust anywhere. These guys couldn't step wrong. They couldn't do wrong. You know, well, I guess we aren't that good. We have improvement to make, you know, like mm-hmm. without having a perspective of another shop, I don't think I could grow inside my own building as productively without knowing I'm worse than somebody else, but also having the satisfaction of I'm better than somebody else. So keep driving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what so I mean? So that's, that's the arena you're creating for yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. But again, what's the end game? True. Right. Isn't there, what's a, there's one quote that's like comparison is the thief of joy or something like that. And so that that's that was the one thing I kind of wanted to circle back to is is what if you keep asking yourself the same question? It's like how many times are you going to gaslight yourself if you keep asking the same question? But what's the answer to that question? Does it ever change, or do you answer yourself with the same answer every time? But why do you keep asking the question? What if it's a productive question? Let's say you're trying to lose weight. Have I lost weight? Today, this week, this month, this year? And what if the answer is continuously no? Then you're doing something wrong. Maybe your weight then, is exactly where you need to be. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Apparently. Uh, right. Maybe you got to start looking at uh, maybe, the question differently. Apparently it's healthy to be extremely obese. I've read. <laughs> Means you're, uh, you're not starving, time. you know? Mm-hmm. You got fat reserves to last you through winter. <laughs> yeah. a, a, like a starving bear wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it's an interesting question. I'm glad you asked. No, it. it's, it's a good one. Good. It can I, go I, on. I like thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. I want to know who's listening to this podcast at this point. <laughs> Nobody left, probably. <laughs> Nobody left. Yeah, it went down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's oh, yeah. checked out. It's late. It's late. This it's is my bedtime. I don't stay up this late anymore. I have a two-year-old. I'm surprised child. we have. I'm actually surprised we have anyone listening after a year and a half of hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might have been one of the best actually, live shows ever. Actually, I was surprised how many downloads we still got over the year. I went back and I think I I texted Chris about it. I'm like, yeah. oh, we got like 150 downloads last month. I'm like, who's still listening to this? Yeah. There you go. Somebody in a third world country. Wow. We get some. Somebody we, we, just like pirating. You, when stuff you're doing your it. thing, you just need something to listen to that's not the same old song you've heard on the Definitely. radio over mm-hmm. and over and over. Yeah, the problem is there's just so much out there. Oh yeah. 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 Dude, I didn't. I don't know if I told you guys this, but some dude booted the shit out of our dogs the other day. I what? heard about it. You did? Yeah, Jackie told me all about it. Holy shit, man! Like, so on kicked them. So we were at the off, like just on the road here, off leash. We're just doing our thing. Dogs are off leash. Other other little dogs off leash. Uh, Nyla like runs over to this dog, starts sniffing this dog. This owner starts losing his mind. And then, like, the dog's a bitch-ass dog. So he's, like, Nyla didn't even touch the dog. He's, like, already whimpering and (laughs) running away. So Nyla, like, chases after the dog just to go, like, see what's going on. This guy starts freaking out. Boots Nyla in the head. Nyla, like, freaks out, runs away. Whiskey's standing there doing nothing. This guy's, like, drop-kicking Whiskey in the ribs, like, three times. What? He's just sitting there booting What'd you do? Did you fucking get up in this guy? No, Dom almost fought this guy. This guy was, like, some old prick. And he's, like... He's pointing at Whiskey like, that dog bit my dog. That dog bit my... Like, this dog doesn't know how to bite a dog. Yeah. This guy's like, he's the dumbest dog alive. Yeah. And you just booted him in the ribs. Like, look, he didn't break his ribs. Like, he was just booting yeah. him. Jesus. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Oh, he's geez. like, this is the third time this has happened. I'm like, I've never seen you before, man. Maybe your dog's just a pussy. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you're just doing this wrong and you can bring your dog out. I don't know. Like... I don't know. I don't know. Dog parks are the best for everybody. No, definitely, definitely not. not. Well, Nyla's been attacked many times. Yeah, in the dog no, park. our dog too. Yeah. Like every time we go to the dog park, there's always a dog fight or something. There's like, like yeah. dogs have a hierarchy. Well, this is this is what the dogs are going to do. Dog, yeah. And there's the less like it's and it's going to happen. There uh, happens by instinct. To, there's ha- happens with us, but we have some. Yeah. We have rules. In a little place. bit more rules written down, and they're just operating off instinctual yeah. rules, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's and then yeah, dogs are dogs are supposed to run in packs, yeah. and you know when you just let them loose in a park, <laughs> yeah. of course. Well, it's, it's uh, like a battle arena. Let's be honest. We're talking about a bunch of potentially pent up animals too. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who don't take their pets out for yeah. enough walks oh, and yeah. exercise and training. They've been and sitting things, inside right? so for weeks. Yeah. Then they get in. It's like a kid in the classroom, right? Like, oh, how yeah. many classrooms have you been in? There's some total jackass, and you're like, who the fuck raised you? Yeah. What? Like, yeah. It was it was pretty funny though. This guy's like getting all up in our face, and I'm like, my the dog. He's like, he's like talking to his wife. Make the call. Make the, like, who the fuck are you gonna call, man? And like. He's like, you bit my dog. And I'm like, okay, let's see the dog. And then the, they backed off. They're like, well, well it ha- hasn't happened yet. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, you talking to me, man. Like, you just need something to get mad at. Yeah, yeah, people are triggered know, these man. days. Another reason, that, that's my fucking moment. I'm going, I'm off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One well, more. I mean. It's people. It's yeah, society. People, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. like, can you live with the people around you or not? 
Mm-hmm. Coming As, down to that. I think that's the fucking moment. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, people are getting continuously. I mean, it's not that bad here yet, but it could get there. Depends on your perspective. Yep. What are you comparing it to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if it's truly good or not? <laughs> well, what would you rather? Yeah. Have some guy rip. Keelan's going to get into this game <laughs> now. <laughs> hey, Keelan, would you rather? Would you rather be in Gaza or San Francisco? Would you rather have two guys up your butt or no guys up your butt? <laughs> it depends when you ask me. <laughs> Does your perspective change, eh? Life experience. Yeah. yeah. Dictates the answer. Yeah. Keelan, do you want to talk about our recent experience or do you want to leave that for another time? How long has it been running? It's a while, I think. We're, uh, yeah, we're deep into this now. We're 240. Yeah, let's leave it for another one. We'll save it for the next one, yeah. You left it on a really teaser. weird, weird cliffhanger there well no it's, it's well, that's a little teaser for the next teaser, episode yeah, yeah you Keep gotta you tune in, in to find out okay there and jared's two guys one butt <laughs> <laughs> no. it's the best day of my life man <laughs> hope you felt the same i did not have well i don't think oh. either of us had a positive experience but <laughs> I learned a lot from it. Well, I did too. I yeah. learned a lot, a lot more than I thought. But well, save that okay, for the okay. save that for the Cut. next one. There, Cut. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, that's that's it then, boys. We're back. We're, We're back. back. We're doing these daily net from now on. Daily. Ooh. <laughs> daily. Ooh. Maybe don't hold your breath on that no, one. But we'll have another one out one of these days. Yeah. One day. Yeah, another year and a half from now. Can oh, <laughs> you imagine? We just dropped in. one random episode and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year. All right.